Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. An ugly ending. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, let's say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Without further introduction, he needs none. He is the hat trick man of sports media. My friend, my partner. I love working with him. He's the man. Rob Parker, how are you? Robbie. Andy Furman, my friend, how are you? Always a pleasure. The mayor of Cincinnati who doesn't write checks for hookers. It is Andy Furman. <laughs> I love working with you. I really do. It's great. It's great having you here. We're in for Jason Parker, Jason McIntyre, I'm sorry, from the big lead on Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio. And, and uh, honestly, uh, how, how have you been? Before we get involved with the meat and potatoes here, how have you been? It's been a while. They, things are great. I, I couldn't uh, be happier. My class at USC the last two guests I had to speak to my kids, both Hall of Famers. Joe Dumars this past Tuesday and a couple of weeks ago, uh, T.O., Terrell Owens. So I had those two guys come in and speak to my class. That was great. And, Andy, let me say this really quickly. Last night I was in Anaheim, and I was at the Angels-Yankees game, and what a crowd, what a buzz. You know what? The Big A's kind of a underappreciated stadium. I was sitting out in right field. It, what a great night with some buddies. And, of course, D.D. hits the big home run. Where's that John uh, Sterling call? Awesome. It was just an awesome baseball night on a Friday night. Two good teams. 
two good ball, uh, uh, a good ball. You know, game. every time they mention Didi Gregorius, my heart skips a beat because the Cincinnati Reds passed him over in draft. Right, and it, to, I, it amazes me. I mean, really, it's, but still, no, he's better off in New York. But can he you? The, he really is. Can I you? Mean, can you get over that they got it right? How many people replace a legend in Derek Jeter with the guy? This guy has ten home runs, Andy, and thirty RBIs, and the month of April isn't over yet. You know who his stats mimic right now? The late Babe Ruth. Unbelievable. As far as Yankee statistics are concerned. But, you know, we have bigger fish to fry, oh, and that yes. includes the NBA. And it was ugly last night. I- I'm looking at the Utah Jazz. I-, I can't believe that they knocked out the Thunder 96-91. And, you know, Russell Westbrook. I mean, I love watching this guy play. He plays with emotion, with passion. What did he took, like 43 shots last night? He- it's amazing. He scored 46 but still in all, he doesn't have any support. They talk about LeBron James with no support. I mean, he had no support last night. But more than that, the game got ugly. And I was really surprised because I thought there was a little more decorum with the fans in Salt Lake City. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe fans are fans all over. You know? Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm with you on that. But I'll tell you, I'm not surprised at all. When that, when those, when that trio was put together, I told everybody it's not going to work. All those guys are used to being in the number one option. And just because you put together three talented guys doesn't mean it's a fit. I'm not surprised. They struggled during the year. I know everybody wants Billy Donovan's head now because they lost. In reality, I look at the GM who put this mess together. It was never the right mix, Andy. It was never going to amount to anybody. It's about a fit and guys going together. It's the same thing in Cleveland. Everybody ranted and raved about the trades they made at the deadline. Go back and watch the, the video of me on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. After they won their first two games, they beat uh, Boston and they beat uh, OKC. Oh, LeBron's got his role players. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. This is, this is how you put together a team. I heard all of it. I wasn't buying it. That squad is really bad, and they'll be lucky and need LeBron to win that game seven for them. And even still, LeBron is destined to, to either get knocked out at some point or losing in the finals. They're not going to win anything. It's a, it's not a good team. You know what? You, you hit the nail on the head. The key word is team. You look at Utah last night. They had, what, four guys in double figures, including uh, Donovan Mitchell at 38. You look at Oklahoma City, and honestly, the common denominator there, you can't win with Carmelo Anthony. Great shooter, not a great team player. He doesn't even score double figures last night. They had Adams with 19, Westbrook with 46, and basically that was it. But more than that, the game was ugly at the end because, well, Westbrook walked into the tunnel after the loss, 96-91 loss. He did score 46 points, and then he slapped at a fan's cell phone. I don't care what a fan says. I don't care what he does. I mean, how gross he may be, how vulgar he may be. You just can't do that. But he said he had a good reason for snapping at the fans in Utah. Take a listen to this. I don't confront fans. Fans confront me. Here in Utah, man, a lot of uh, disrespectful, vulgar things are said to the players here with these fans. Man, it's truly disrespectful. Talk about your families, uh, your kids, um, and it's just a disrespect to the game, man. I think it's something that needs to be brought up. I'm tired of just going out and playing and and letting fans say what the hell they want to say. I'm not with that because if they, if I was on the street, they wouldn't just come up to me and say anything crazy because I, I I don't I don't play that. So I just think it's disrespectful when they get the chance to do whatever they want to do it needs to be uh, put to a stop, especially here in Utah. 
I agree with everything Russell says, but you just can't do that. You, you can't do it. And maybe the, the bottom line is this. Maybe the fans are sitting too close to the players. You know, maybe they are. You know, in baseball, you can't get a beer after the seventh inning. I don't know what it's like in basketball. You could probably guzzle all day long. And sometimes the beer muscles come out there at the end of the game. Yeah, I hear that. But, Andy, you know what? you got to have thick skin. You can't make your money off fans and then be mad that they're, they're – and, and I'm not talking about racial stuff or, 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 or something. You know what I mean? Like, there right. is a line – but they do have the right to just hoot and holler and say whatever they want. They just do. I'll always back the fans from that standpoint. Not racist stuff and not uh, stuff about maybe, you know, a, a sick kid or something that what I would consider crossing the line. Do or you know mother. what I mean? Or Right. But but uh, a lot of guys are thin-skinned too. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Westbrook, if I was in that press conference, I want to know, and I don't know, I didn't hear all the whole press conference, Tell me what he said. I want to know exactly what what was so disrespectful. Give me that you felt compelled to to make contact with a fan. You know There's what I no mean. Doubt. I, I, I want to know I, as a reporter. Give me that, and then I could say, okay, I hear that. That that is across the line. But just to say that they, you know, you lose a game and you're not feeling great. I get it. No one wants to lose and get sent home. But uh, the fans are always been that man. Fans have been doing this since the day, since since uh, Roman Gladiator times. I just yeah, don't even I, know. I what... don't sit as close as they do in basketball. But I will tell you this much: I did not hear the post game press conference as well. However, couple the loss, the 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 upset that he was with the loss being eliminated from the playoffs and the game being at Utah. Combine that with the fan, and that's why he snapped. If they would have won the game, he would have left to the guy's face. Right, probably just walked past him. So so you got to be careful. You got to be a professional about it. It's always better to just go get a security guard, right? They got security around these players as they walk. So those guys are right there and point them out. Point out the guy. Just like just like how many times you've been at a ball game, Andy, and some idiot throws something and the security comes to the section and everybody turns around and goes, this guy right here, right? right. Take him out. He's the one who threw the stuff on the field. And, well, the and they removed games, the guy. They got the jerk line. You dial jerk, and the, the security guy comes to your seat. And you say, look, this guy spilled beer on me. He cussed at me, whatever it may be. He threatened me. And you just dial jerk on your cell phone. Wait a minute, and where is the that jerk at? Line. In Cincinnati at the Bengal Stadium. Only problem is they wind up going to the owner's box too often after. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, the problem is there's no, there's no one there because the way the Bengals are playing, you get yourself a whole section to sit in right now. They, don't, they haven't sold out one game last year, really. Hey, right. Hey, that seat over there, those empty seats are bothering me. Can right. you remove those? <laughs> right, there's a couple of a moth, there's a couple of moths and flies in that seat. Can you get rid of them for me? Really, it's amazing. I, I'm shocked that Utah advanced. I mean, I, I think it's good. The one good thing I like about the playoffs, you see teams that you don't normally see during the year. I mean, Donovan Mitchell. The last time I saw him play was at the University of Louisville. Really, I mean, you don't see Utah much on TV. No, not at all. And that's good for Utah, and it's good for the league. Um, I know people are a lot of people or upset, you know, OKC fans, or if they're uh, Westbrook fans, or Paul George, same thing. I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you, I just wasn't buying into OKC, and I, I'm not surprised, Andy. I'm really not. They struggled to me all year. They, they never really were a good team together. They were at one time. I mean, look what, look what happened to that team. I mean, look at the, what happened over the last three, four years to that team. Really and truly. They were a team. They were a team that could contend. Oh, this yeah. Is, oh, that team, yeah. yeah. When they had Harden and and uh, to go with Westbrook and Durant. Are you kidding? They were and right Reggie? there. 
Yeah, they were right yeah. there. You're right. I mean, right now, they're a team that really are on the cusp of not making the playoffs next year. Think about that. And the team's got to be different. You know, Paul George will probably go somewhere else. They, at last night, they were better off with uh, Boy George in the lineup than Paul George. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how You're bad exactly he right. was. You know, I'm really surprised. What did he shoot, two for 13? Well, it was terrible. He, he, he was ridiculous last night. I mean, uh, he finished with more turnovers than points last night. He had five points on two of 16 shootings. Unbelievable. Two of, I mean, really, it's, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not the athlete that I once was. I, I think that... And a pickup game, I could shoot better than two for 16. I'm not saying against NBA caliber no, players. No, I know what you mean, right. But two, two for 16, come on, three on three games, I could shoot better than two for 16. I mean, what, how could a guy shoot two for 16 and you're an NBA player? I don't get it. You're an all-star. It boggles the mind. You know, and you know what? The older I get, the more of a cynic I become. And I keep on thinking of maybe, maybe they were like hit up by gamblers. I, why do I say that? Tell me why. Tell me I not to I, say that anymore. Yeah, don't say that. I don't, I don't, I know sometimes you'll look and you'll wonder how it could play out. Guys have bad nights, bad shooting nights. So things like that happen. I don't think there's enough money. These guys make a lot yeah. more money. This is in the 60s where guys had to get second jobs and they played in the, in the, you know, in the major leagues and they needed off-season jobs to make ends meet. Right. Those are the guys who are susceptible to someone, uh, you know, getting some, taking some uh, uh, money to give to them for them to miss some free throws or do something. That's why that was so popular. These guys are making $18, $20 million. What can a guy come in and give you to make you alter your game? Someone's going to come and offer him what? Uh, right. $50,000, you know what I mean? For right. It's just not worth it. You know, I will tell you this much. As much as I love the NBA, as much as I love basketball, I still think things would be better served if these first-round games were best three out of five, which they were years ago. I get it. I know it's about money. I'm with you. You're right, Really? You're you're 100% right. Uh, When I covered the NBA, I started in 1987, I know, play the old man music. But back then, it was two out of three in the first round, then three out of five, and then the last two rounds were four out of seven. Four out of seven for the first two rounds is ridiculous. It's right. just overkill. You know, not only is it overkill, I, I think that you see better a better brand of basketball if it's two out of three and three out of five. You, you, you're pushing these guys to the limit. It's just how much can they play? I mean, really and truly. I, I looked at LeBron last night. I mean, the guy had blood all over his face. I mean, you can't come out there and play 44 to 48 minutes every night for seven games in a seven-game series, and every series is seven games. Right. I ju- I'm with you, and this is this will be it'll never go back because they don't want to give up the money and stuff right. that they that they already are counting on, and these networks have paid for. So the idea of that is bad. Um, I hate it. I do too. We agree on something. Rob Parker, the man. I tell you what, if you agree with him, it's quite easy to get to him on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1 or at Andy Furman FSR, or get us by phone at 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Bottom of the hour, that would be 1030 on the East Coast. Corey Chavis, former Pro Bowl safety and CBS Sports Network gentleman, will join us. An hour lady, that will be 1130 Eastern time. Mark Munch Bishop. From the mistake on the lake, 1350 Fox Sports in Cleveland will join us as well. You could join us all day long. And they do call it the mistake on the lake for a reason. That's next. Been there before with less baggage. 
That's coming right up. 20 past the hour at Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman, and we're in for Jason McIntyre on the big lead here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, we're proudly brought to you by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says? Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. And in less than 15 minutes, we're going to talk to Corey Chavis. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. Make that 1030 Eastern time. And Corey Chavis, obviously CBS Sports and a former pro bowler, so we'll talk a little bit about the draft. But, Rob, Bobby, I tell you what, if you're a fan, if you live in Cleveland, you got to be biting your nails and pulling your hair out right now because it's a twofold nervous process. Number one, the Cavaliers are going to have a seventh game tomorrow against the Pacers, and who would have thunk that? Who would have thunk that? No, you're right. I mean, obviously, you got to be not feeling that confident because of the, the rest of the team. LeBron might go out and do his thing, but is it going to be enough? Uh, you know what? I feel for the guy. I love LeBron James. Last night, they got blown out 121-87. If you look at the box score, all you got to do is look at the box score. LeBron scores double figures as a starter, and two other guys score double figures off the bench. You can't win like that. I mean, you just can't win like that. You have to play as a team. And look, they got the seventh game tomorrow. The good news for them is in Cleveland. The bad news for Cleveland fans, they got to be worried if, in fact, they get eliminated. Will LeBron James stay or opt out of Cleveland? Yeah, that's the big story, and I don't know. I I'm keep looking at it, and I thought that he had really two options. I don't see him going out west. To me, it would have been either going to Philadelphia or staying in Cleveland. I really don't know what other options he has, and it's funny because there's already been pushback from people in Philadelphia saying, man, we got a good squad on what we're doing, and we don't need anybody else. You know what I mean? Like without right. naming them, saying that, that they don't need anybody else. So that's interesting, and I don't know, maybe if Philadelphia gets knocked out early, they might change their minds about that. Do you know what I mean? To try to win a championship. It's easy to say that now because you're riding high and you won your first-round playoff series, so you're feeling good. But if you get knocked out in the next round and maybe it's not as competitive, you might change your mind. No doubt about that. Now, LeBron knows if they're going to win Game 7 tomorrow, the Cavaliers need Kevin Love to play like a star. Take a listen to this. You know, we have to, um, you know, to continue to let him know that how, how important he is to our success. And uh, if we want to have any success, even either in the game seven or move on to the next round, Kev has to be a big part of it. You know, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Love. I, I think that he's somewhat soft. I hate to say that. I know when he played in Minnesota, he, he was tough. He, he just, he's not, he doesn't get the job done. He was three for 10 last night from the floor, scored seven points. You know, he, he's not that number two guy that teams have as a number two guy when they have the big two, big three on the team. He, he, he's not that kind of guy. No, and this is the whole issue. And people, go back, Andy, of all the people who ripped Kyrie Irving about leaving LeBron James, how could you leave the greatest player on the planet? You better you you're gonna be sorry. You, you, sometimes you you know wishing for something. Uh, what what's the old saying? Uh, you better be careful about what you wish for, right? Yeah. Right. And and I, if you ask me, it's no doubt about it that Kyrie is a big was a bigger part than people wanted to give him credit. And LeBron needs that needed that guy. When they won that championship, I remember Kyrie knocking down the big three to win that uh, championship over over Golden State. And I'm not saying LeBron didn't play well and didn't do his part, but Kyrie's a bigger part than people wanted to believe, and you now know you're what? seeing it. I tell you, as much basketball as I know, you could put in a thimble and put ten gallons of water in there as well. But I do know this: it's all about guard play. It's all about guard play. You could talk about the big guys. The big guys are dinosaurs right now. They really are. There's a couple of big guys that get it done. You look at the 76ers, they're getting it done. Or it's Anthony all about, Davis, right. Right. 
But it's all about good, solid guard play, and they don't have it in Cleveland. They, they really don't. I mean, it, it just it's not consistent. And look, Toronto, good guard play, right? Yep. Look where they're at right now. That, that's exactly – look, Washington has good guard play, but that series could have really gone either way. You know, with Beal and Wall, and what the problem was that Wall was out for so long, I think maybe the chemistry was missing when he finally came back into the lineup. They might need to make a change there, too. I don't know if those two guys really are going to be good to coexist because Washington can't get out of the first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they yeah. just can't, Andy, and there's something that you might have to change the dynamic. Sometimes you might have two good players. They just don't fit right. You know, you can't get to that next step or next level. So I don't know. In Washington, you could keep playing the same song, but if the results are always the same, you got to question it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out as we have a couple of game sevens uh, tomorrow. I tell you what, people are questioning one tonight, as well. I should say one tonight and one tomorrow. You want one tomorrow. What also people are questioning is the draft pick of the Cleveland Browns. You know, they picked Baker Mayfield, and I'm scratching my head because Baker Mayfield on many of these, I guess, mock draft lists was like the number six quarterback on there. How surprised were you that they go for Baker Mayfield? I mean, uh, seriously, I, I, and he had some baggage with him too. I was surprised, but then when you look at the the Browns, there's a reason why the Browns are the Browns. Seriously, <laughs> I'm serious, and they keep doing the same thing. And this is a pick that you can't get wrong, Andy. You you just can't, and you can't take an undersized quarterback. I know you want to say he's going to be Drew Brees. That's nice. I hear you. Drew Brees wasn't the first overall pick, right? He was the first pick in the second round or the last pick in the first round. Do you know what I'm saying? So right. he wasn't the first overall pick and maybe turned in to Drew Brees. But for for Cleveland to do that when you had Darnold there is, is crazy to me, and there's a reason. And maybe we'll all be wrong, but I don't think so. I really don't. I think this they, they, they drafted Johnny Manziel. They keep doing the same mistakes over and over, rolling the dice, and then even taking the cornerback from Ohio State with the fourth pick. People That's are crazy. like, what? what they what? should have done? I'll tell you what they should have done, and you're going to think I'm out of my mind. They should have took a quarterback on the first pick and the fourth pick. Right. Because this way you block a competitor from getting another quarterback, and now you have competition amongst your own ranks, and maybe one will fail, but at least you have a quarterback there. Because the problem with Baker Mayfield uh, about his ability to use his emotions, maybe now at the pro level, without having them maybe consume him. I watched that game against Ohio State this year. He puts that flag in the middle of the field. What, what's the deal with this kid? And Mayfield says he's not worried about the Johnny Manziel comparisons. Take a listen to him. Nothing against him. What I've been able to do is be upfront and honest about who I am during these meetings. Confident that I've showed that with this coaching staff and with the management throughout this process. So for me, I'm not going to go out and try and prove I'm not Johnny. I'm going to be myself, and to me, that's going to take care of the rest. You know, it's a shame because everything he does on or off the field will be compared to Johnny Manziel, and that's not a healthy thing for him. I think it's a bad move on the Cleveland part. Why they picked him, I have no idea. Yes, you do, because they're a bad franchise. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's Andy, there's no other way around it. And you know what? We could all have egg on our face uh, five years from now and, and, and whatnot, but you know what? I don't think we will, and I, and I just think that when, you, when you're always trying to be, sometimes you try to be too cute. You know, right, you're always trying right. to prove you're the smartest guy in the room. We have a saying in journalism, and, and every press box I've ever worked in over my 32-year career, and Andy, when the most obvious story is, is in front of you, you know what you do? You just write it. That's the saying. Just write it. Don't be too cute. You see what happened in front of you? Just write what you saw. And in this case, 
you have the chance to go get a franchise quarterback and without without worrying about, oh, my God, down the road, people are going to say, yeah, Baker Mayfield was a, was a great college quarterback, as we saw with Tim Tebow and other people, right? And it didn't mm-hmm. translate in the, in the next, on the next level. And I just think that they're rolling the dice, and it was another pick that you scratch your head and say, this is why. And, and I know they have a new GM, but there's something in the water in Cleveland, and it ain't good. You know, when you got two negatives against a guy, number one, as you mentioned, the size, six, six foot one, maybe stretching at a 215. Right. And his emotions or his ability maybe to control those emotions, I stay away, especially when you got guys like Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Donald in there, even Lamar Jackson. Right. I mean, silly. I mean, I, I don't understand why that's done. I could care less what they do. But again, it's Cleveland. You expect that with Cleveland. And, uh, you know, got Tyrod Taylor. So basically, I got to believe Tyrod Taylor is nothing more than a band aid until Baker Mayfield shows that he could play. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting uh, with what goes on there. And a lot of people were ready to give, they, you know, hand uh, Cleveland the division and all kinds of stuff. I think that's way premature. This is before the draft thinking that they got the first and fourth pick, right? They might get a running back and a quarterback or, you know, add two pieces. And they've made some nice offseason moves. I'll give them that. They really have. Did you like my idea that they should have drafted two quarterbacks? That's not a bad idea. They did that in Washington, and you know what happened? RG3 wound up getting hurt, and Kirk Cousins became right, a, right. a quarterback. People looked at that and scratched their heads when the when Washington did it, and you know for, for whatever reason, uh, it wound up working out. You can't win in that league without a quarterback. End of story. It's the most important position probably in all the sport. It really is. You can't win with that one. Look at the teams that did not make the playoffs, and eventually you'll say to yourself, yeah, they don't have a star quarterback. They lead them there. That's what it's all about. It quarterbacking. is. And, and the other thing, too, is uh, all the draft gurus and mock drafts, I don't know how, you, how closely you follow them. Dude, most of those guys who everybody rants and raves and got to check their mock drafts, mm-hmm. they, they got two and three picks right in, uh, out of their mock draft. Not, not I mean, a, a, a Joe – a Joe regular fan could get two picks or three picks right. Right. I mean, You're exactly right. it's unbelievable the hype over those guys with their drafts. And it's two picks? Two You're picks right? right? <laughs> in the first round? <laughs> and they get paid for that, too. Yes, they yeah, get paid right. big time. No doubt about that. Rob Parker, Andy Furman in for Jason McIntyre. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Who has the best chance of instant success in the NFL? Our guest tells you next. But first, we've got Isaac Lowenkron with the latest. Good morning, Andy and Rob. We begin with the NBA playoffs, where on Friday night, rookie Donovan Mitchell scored 38 points to lead the Jazz over the Oklahoma City Thunder to take the series in six. Utah advances to the West Semis against the Rockets, tipping off Sunday in Houston. Earlier Friday, the Indiana Pacers forced a Game 7 with a 34-point blowout win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James and Cleveland will be hosting Game 7 tomorrow. The narrative between now and Sunday, obviously I won't hear any of it, and I hope that my guys will stay away from it as well, but just go out and play. Just go out and play your game, and um, like I say, live with the results. Also Friday, the Toronto Raptors eliminated the Wizards with a Game 6 victory at Washington. Baseball Friday night, the Yankees and Angels were tied at 3 in the 10th, and this one's for you, Rob Parker. Swung on and driven a deep right field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Yes, indeedy. Gregorius makes Yankee fans euphoric. 
He hits his 10th home run to tie him with Mike Trout for the league lead, and the Yankees take a 4-3 lead. Jam master John Sterling the call on WFAN as the Yankees won it over the Angels by that 4-3 score. Finally, the NFL draft resumes about 90 minutes from now with the start of round four. Andy and Rob, back to you. Thank you so much. You know, any time to get a chance to hear John Sterling. I was at the game last night in Anaheim, but uh, to hear the call, I still like John Sterling. I don't care what anybody says. I He's love, a character. He like really him. is. America yeah. loves me, Susan. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Corey Chavis coming right up. By the way, he's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, proudly brought to you by Geico. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part. Figuring out which way is easier now to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Corey Chavis, former NFL Pro Bowl safety, and now with the CBS Sports Network. Corey, welcome. Rob Parker and Andy Furman, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this afternoon? We're doing great. Doing doing great, absolutely. Hey, how surprised are you with that Browns first pick? You might as well throw in their second pick, too, with Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Tell us how surprised you are. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think I was surprised. I feel like when it comes down to it, uh, you had to make a choice. I mean, if you look at John Dorsey's history, just last year he traded up to get Patrick Mahomes, and a lot of people didn't feel like Mahomes was the guy or the guy that uh, should have been picked over, per se, uh, Deshaun Watson and some of the other quarterbacks available. So I think it's a situation where if, you, if you've got the number one overall pick, you've got to believe and have some type of conviction, and I think that's what Dorsey had. And in terms of Denzel Ward, uh, I felt like he was the ninth best player overall in the draft, so I don't have a problem with that pick. They've got to get better in the secondary, and I think they addressed really not only a need, but still got one of the top ten players in the draft. Uh, the other thing that, that just it makes me scratch my head, too, is Eli Manning, I got it. He won two Super Bowls. They had the parades. I got it. But if you look at this guy's stats and how he's played over the last five or six years, they're not good. They're only going the other way. Why would the Giants, who had a historically bad season, not pick a quarterback to replace this guy? Everybody in the league needs is looking for a quarterback. Why in the world did they not take a quarterback? Well, I think they feel. I think they really feel like if they go back a couple of years, right? You, you look at the playoff run they had before the debacle in Green Bay. During that year, the defense played extremely well. Last year, I think they were beset a little bit by injuries. They get rid of Jason Pierre-Paul, so you kind of wonder whether or not that pick could be Bradley Chubb. So that's more of, of my concern, but they were able to end up picking up uh, some defenders a little bit later on. I don't really have a problem with Saquon Barkley being the number two overall pick because he was the, the second-best player in the draft at, behind Bradley Chubb. I feel like in that situation, you're looking at Dave Gettleman, and he said, I'm going to take the Hall of Fame caliber player Apparently, he didn't evaluate any of the remaining quarterbacks on the board as having the same upside as Barkley. I, I just—I'm sorry, Andy. Go ahead. I, I just did. I, I get all that. Nothing against Barkley. I, I get it. He's a great player. I just can't understand in a quarterback league with you looking at and you're talking about all the other things that went wrong. But just look at Eli's stats, and, and you can't live in the past. When you look at these guys and see where they're headed, I think this will go down as one of the worst picks the Giants have made. Not not because of Barkley, but because 
in a draft with so many quarterbacks. Well, I they didn't. I, agree. I don't know if I agree. I mean, I, I definitely get your point, but I think what they're doing from an organizational perspective, look at their second pick, Will Hernandez, a role-grading guy who's a man blocker and, 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 to me, a guy who's pretty much a dominator in the run game. And then they come back on the defensive side of the ball again, B.J. Hill in the third round. You, you add on Lorenzo Carter, an athletic uh, outside linebacker. I think what they're trying to do is make a statement. We're not relying on Eli Manning. I know everybody – I think that's where the problem was. When you rely so much on Eli Manning and you, and you do so much in the passing game, I think you negate some of your strengths. Most of their better players, even just a few before he left, a better run blocker. So you've got to start playing to these guys' strengths. Eric Brown is a pretty good run blocker, terrible in pass protection. We can talk about Eli Manning all we want, but the New York Giants offensive line is, it was abysmal in pass protection, and really a lot of that really came down to the fact they wouldn't establish the run game. Hernandez helps that. Sounds great. He's Corey Chavis, former NFL Pro Bowl safety and CBS Sports Network with Rob Parker and Andy Furman. Corey, who has actually the best chance for immediate success out of this draft next year? Well, I think Bradley Chubb. I mean, you, you, I keep going back to his name. And, and the reason why I say that is because you think about it. Shane Ray was brought in to really uh, be the other guy, obviously, because you knew at some point Ware was going to leave. So you, th- you bring Ware in, you think he's going to be the guy opposite Vaughn Miller. And now you're bringing a guy in that arguably is the best player in the draft, and he's not going to be getting the majority of the double teams. He's going to be getting a lot of one-on-one situations. And I don't believe that, you know, 50, 50% of the tackles in this league won't be able to block uh, Bradley Chubb. And that, that number could be around 70 to 75%. He's that good. So I think that's a definite mismatch for the Broncos week in and week out. And that's similar to what they did during that Super Bowl run. What about Darnold with the Jets? I like it. I, lo- I love what the Jets did from this standpoint. They moved up. With a trade earlier to get to third, they they looked at the division as Tom Brady's time is running out on the Patriots. What's going on there? You get a quarterback for the future. You you go get that guy, and that, and not to wait to six and pick who's left over, but to actually have a chance to get a guy that you want. What do you think about Darnold with the Jets? Well, I absolutely agree with you, Rob. I feel like when you look at what the Jets did, they they're probably feeling like they got the number one player on their board at the quarterback position. And unlike the Giants, who you referred to earlier, they went into this draft saying, forget who's the best player on the board. We don't care if Bradley Chubb's out there. We're going to get a quarterback. So I think it's more of a philosophical difference here. The Jets know they're coming in with Teddy Bridgewater still coming off the injury, not really sure if he's healthy. Josh McCown, more of a a stopgap measure. You had to get that quarterback, and arguably – they got the quarterback who they probably felt was the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, so you have to deem the rest of the draft as meaningless for them because they really got what you, you referred to it earlier. That guy you've got to get for the next 10 years, they feel like they got that, I believe, in New York. Corey, with the Ravens drafting Lamar Jackson, now tell me how long a leash does Joe Flacco have? Well, I think his contract situation lets you know that you've got one year. So basically this next year – uh, you're probably going to have RG3 backing you up. As long as RG3 is backing him up, then you kind of know that, that maybe it's going to be a little bit longer leash. But if you ever see Jackson move into the number two role and beat out RG3 in that backup position, now you've got to start looking over your shoulder if you're Joe Flacco. 
Because I think RG3 is more of the backup for Jackson if they're able to have kind of a dual uh, system where both quarterbacks fit the system. Those two quarterbacks are an outlier from what Flacco does, although, although I do think he's a little bit underrated throwing on the move. Any other thing in the draft surprise you uh, in the first round? Well, I, I thought Pittsburgh, I, I like Terrell Edmonds. I thought he was more of a third-round grade from Virginia Tech. Uh, very athletic. Both both Edmonds brothers, the first brothers going in the first round, that was a surprise to me. Um, I, I feel like the fact that uh, that Mika Fitzpatrick fell to 11, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl's um, defensive back wherever you decide to play him. Uh, and then the other thing that surprised me just a little bit was uh, that Georgia was uh, two Georgia players went to New England, and I believe the first one that went to New England, Isaiah Wynn, was one of the top ten players in the draft. The reason he fell a little bit, I think, is because of the size and then also because of the labor injury he's been dealing with. But I think New England, once again, hit the jackpot or hit the jackpot with Wynn. I think he's a starter in year one. And real quick, real quick, how about the Josh Allen racist tweets if you were a teammate, he's coming to your team, uh, you know, the Buffalo or whatever, and you're on the team. Would you need to find out for yourself or hear something from him, or do you just dismiss it as, a, as, as him being a kid? Well, me being in the locker room, one of the things, and, and I was like on three different teams a captain, and I'm messing with you about it. So I'm going to actually break the ice and make it easier for you to adjust because we're going to have jokes about it. We're going to start with We're going to have some jokes where – it's going to get a little, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have fun with it, and we'll see how you react. So the, every leadership style is different. For me, I'm going to attack the kid about it. You know what I'm saying? Right when he walks in the locker room, I may have a joke. I may have something to say about it right away. So you, might- you, can kind of, you can kind of break the ice that way, and sometimes that's better for the kid. Because remember, you're trying to win a football game. So you might we bring it. You, you might bring in a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is that what you're oh, talking yeah, about? Oh yeah, yeah. I might bring the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I might. I might slip on a banana peel when I walk right in the put it in the in the locker room. So whatever the case may be, something funny that you know is kind of a a crack at yourself and a crack at what he did, and then give him a chance to really be a little bit more, uh, you know, out you know outgoing in terms of expressing how it really wasn't who he was or who he is, and then you can kind of get to know the kid after that. But if you just kind of let it linger, I think it becomes a problem. I think you got to attack that. The, the, the leadership in the locker room has to attack that right away. Don't wait for a rookie to come in and start saying or explaining the tweets. You make sure that you find out what was going on with it. And that's something that the coaches, the general managers, and the, and the front office, they won't see what's going on in that locker room. That's a that's the player's haven, and, and they'll find out right away whether he's real or and find out how authentic he really is. Corey Chavis, he's the man, former NFL Pro Bowl safety and CBS Sports Network. Tremendous job, Corey. Thanks for your time today with us. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate y'all having me on. All right, no problem. Rob Parker, Andy Furman, get us on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1 at Andy Furman FSR eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We'll take some calls eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and there's actually games to be played. We'll tell you all about them next. It wasn't a game. 
But it was packed. We'll get to that in just about a minute, about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. We call this Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. we for the one and only Jason McIntyre. And I got some great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And I throw it to my partner, Rob Parker, because when I have a question in the world of sports, there's no one who has the answer better than you. It really is true. But because you, you, have, you have the answer, man. You're the three-sport media man, TV Radio, newspapers, you've done it all, so you have all the answers. Could you help me out, please? I'm ready. Anything for you, Andy Furman. You, you know man. I love you. Come no here, I want to give you a kiss. Give me By a little, way, give me a little uh, sugar. You want some sugar, br- baby. You want some brown sugar? Come on. I love it, yeah. <laughs> NFL draft the other night, started on Thursday, and I, I don't know how many geeks watch, will watch all three days, right? But yeah, there are some. NFL draft lasted about four hours, round one, and it goes for three days. No one ever, I've heard no one complaining about the time. I watched part of it. They had parties going on in every NFL city. Now compare that to a sport that you covered for years in the newspapers, in the New York Daily News, and in Detroit and in Cincinnati. Compare it to baseball, where the big concern from the commissioner on down is time. It's unreal. Why are they worried about time in a game that's being played, and no one cares about the time for people standing on a stage for being names called out? I I 100% agree. And last night at the game... Uh, and I was at the Angels-Yankees game at the Big A, and let me tell you, it was a good game. I, I expected when I went there, Andy, that it would be over three hours, right? Right. That's, wh- that's what I expected. I don't understand when you're at a game, and, and you know, being in Cincinnati, and how many games you've gone to, what, what do you do, Andy, if, you, if the game runs long and you need to go? You get up and you leave, and you right. listen to the rest on the radio, am I right? I say for shame on the commissioner for even addressing the time factor because he he needs to come out on a podium and say, you know what, the beauty of our game, which differentiates from baseball from every other because we have no clock. We're timeless. Right. We're timeless, really. And that's the beauty of the game of baseball. Some people may not like it. The hell with you. Don't go to the games then. Exactly. And, and if I'm the commissioner, I go, let me see. We sell 73 million tickets a year, more than the NBA – NFL, NHL combined. What is the issue? If you told me people weren't going because the games were, were were too long, then that would be different. I don't understand who's complaining. Is it is it the people who work for the teams or the sports writers who don't want to be there and want to want to go home in two hours? Are those the people complaining? Because I I see people go to games all the time. I see stadiums being filled. I go to Dodger Stadium a lot. You know, I worked in Detroit, New York, Cincinnati. I, I don't – who's complaining? Well, look, I don't know who's complaining, but I can tell you right now, when the commissioner of the sport addresses that, you know, perception's reality. I would assume people are complaining. And he's making rules now about visits to the mound. trying to ch- Look, the only way you're going to cut down the length of a game is to get rid of the TV timeouts and the commercials. Oh, they'll never that's do that. Happen. Exactly. That's never going to happen. And that's what you're, – you're so right, Andy. When they talk about before the old days and how the games were quicker – Yes, you're right. You know why? Every game wasn't on TV and you didn't have those long breaks. You used to go to games. You remember when every uh, Reds game wasn't on television, right? You go to those games and see the difference. Go sit in an NFL stand for four hours to watch a football game and see how long it drags. It's unbelievable. I don't know how people even do it. You know, speaking of complaining, did you hear the way the fans in Dallas are treating Roger Goodell? Listen to this. Listen. Welcome football fans.
It's amazing. It's like a tradition, really, to boo the commissioner. And, it, really and he thinks he's trying to be funny that they're booing the Cowboys. That was a he, good line. He's such a geek. He really is. He's the I worst mean, commissioner. Amazing. He's terrible. I mean, in that sport, it's automatic. You don't need a commissioner. It's a turnkey operation. It really is. It's unbelievable. But Rob Parker, Andy Furman, this could be a giant mistake. And Parker and Furman tell you all about it when on Fox Sports Saturday coming up next. He owes them a big thank you. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But now... Let's say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me just say this. If you want sports, if you want sports directly without any bull, with right there on the dot sports, this is the man, my partner, and I call him my friend, and he is the one and only Rob Parker. He is the man. Point on. You are the best, Andy Furman. And uh, for people who don't know, we go way back to when I first arrived in Cincinnati back in 1991. Yikes. Is that unbelievable, Andy? Think about that. Where did it go? I shook up Cincinnati when I got there, too, man. You shake up a lot of places. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I, but that's a good thing because too many people pull a company line and you're not afraid. You don't stand on the fence. That's why I love you to death, really. Why would? Why should you stand on the fence? I don't get people who want to play like this political game, don't want to. I get paid for my opinion. I'm going to give you my opinion. Whether people agree or disagree, I'm going to give you an honest take. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to play those games. That's all. Let's just keep it honest. People don't have time for that nonsense. I'm with you right there. Now, I got to ask, you're a sports nut. You love the world of sports. You cover it like a book. You really do. But do you sit in front of the tube and watch the draft for three consecutive days? Because I've seen some of these geeks come there with notebooks. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, get a life. Get a freaking life. I understand how popular the NFL is. People tell me all the time, the tenants down, the lead. No, this league is stronger than ever, despite the commissioner, despite not standing for the national anthem. This league is so strong, it could run on its own. And, and the draft proved it to me. It really did. But people are just looking to hold on to something. I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I'm not interested in watching the draft. I don't watch it uh, like that. I read about what's happened. You know what I mean? I might watch the first 10 picks. I'm interested in that to see who's up there, Andy. I'm just, I'm not. And then, I, as I as I mentioned to you earlier, the guys who who get paid and who are this, it's their whole life and livelihood to pick the draft and the mock drafts that they start back, uh, you know, a year before it even the draft comes around and all that. And they've watched the tape and they know this and they know that. They get two and three picks right. These are the, these are experts. They get two or three picks right. So what does it tell you? It's not a sci- It's not a math. It's it's not an exact science. It's just a guessing game. That's all it is. I don't care how much tape you watch and 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 all the other stuff and how many games. You can't tell me you know when you're going to be. You're not the GM or the team making the pick, and you don't know what's going into their head. So regardless to that, it just tells you that that's all it is. I take it with a grain of salt. We've seen guys, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. All these guys watched, and I know he didn't play, you know, all that much at Michigan. He wasn't a big star at Michigan. But it just tells you that uh, it's not an exact science. And people get it wrong so often.
You know, staying with that thought, you got clowns like Mel Kuyper. I don't even know if that's his real hair or not. But but the point is this. They get away with bloody murder. Why do I say that? If they really and truly have to be judged, they should judge them on their picks two, three, four years down the road and see how they did. No one does that. They make the mock draft. They give these guys A's and B's. I've never seen anybody get an F or a D. Right, and ever, get, ever. Never, never. Every, every draft the Cincinnati Bengals have had since I've lived here in Cincinnati, I've never seen anything less than a B-. minus. Really. If that's the case, they should make the playoffs every year. But that's another thought. But guys like Mel Kuyper, hold them to the flame. Hold them to the fire. Because three years down the road, let me see what your so-called superstar did. That's what it's all about. I agree with you. And it would be great and fascinating. Somebody should do that for a uh, master's thesis, really. I, like, I examine it, go over those players, see where they wound up, what kind of careers they had, look at a five-year period to figure that out. I totally agree. That would be interesting reading because I'm with you. I just think it's a crapshoot. And most, even the general managers, these are the guys who make a living doing it. They make so many mistakes, and they don't. I, I'm not convinced. I think there, have been, there were mistakes made all over the first round of the draft. Well, I think the Giants of New York, the football Giants, made a mistake by picking up Penn State running back Saquon Barkley as the number two pick. And look, Leonard Fournette owed Ezekiel Elliott for the number four pick last year. Maybe Barkley should thank both these guys because if this is a passing league, which obviously it is, why go with a running back? And I know, I get it. He's, they say, the best player in the draft. And he's going to be a superstar. But still, it's a passing league. I, I'm with you. And, and even Ezekiel Elliott, for all that – he did his rookie year, and I know last year, I mean, the Cowboys are exactly what? Or how many playoff wins have they won? And I'm not trying to put it all on him. All I'm saying is every team in the league is looking for quarterbacks, even the Jacksonville Jaguars who went to the AFC championship game, right? If they could upgrade and get a quarterback, they would. That's why I don't understand why you don't take a quarterback when it's a quarterback a draft filled with quarterbacks and the potential. The Giants had to have a historically terrible season, Andy, to get in that position. You cannot give that up. I may have the answer for you, and I'm stretching it a little bit, but see if you follow it. I know Eli Manning's future is in doubt. There's no, there's no question there, and his offensive line was terrible. Although the new general manager, Dave Gettleman, is a fan of Eli Manning and giving him another life. That's what he's doing. He's giving Eli Manning another life because, look, no one doubts that Barkley's going to be an immediate superstar. That's the bottom line right there. But there were some questions about some of the top three quarterbacks. There were no questions about Barkley. That's why they went with Barkley. But more than that, I think Gettleman, the general manager who's new there in New York, he's giving Eli Manning another life. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, he's gotten his parades already, Andy, and I'm not taking anything away. I would take Eli Manning over Phillip Rivers any day. I'd always take the guy who wins the big games, not the guy who wins all the regular season games and puts up big stats. I'm serious. I'm, it's about winning it all. And Eli did that. You can't take away what Eli's been able to do, but that's, been, that's years gone by. He's not that quarterback anymore. He's on the downside. You got to go get that replacement. It's the same thing in New England. Everybody, oh, Tom Brady, and they let Garoppolo go. They will rue the day that they did that because all of those great quarterbacks, Andy Furman, you know this, have all had to go finish their careers elsewhere. It's just no the nature of the business. Uh, uh, Joe Montana won four Super Bowls in San Francisco. Did he finish his career there with a parade and a party? No. Kansas City. He had to leave. 
Joe Namath won the Jets a Super Bowl. Did he finish his career in New York? Nope. Did he, Did uh, Peyton Manning finish in Indianapolis? I could go on and on and what on. What about Brett Favre? Brett Favre. He yeah. didn't finish in Green Bay. It's just the nature of the business. And when you don't address that quarterback and you hold on to old guys, it's going to hurt you for a long time. I'll give you one basketball analogy. The Boston Celtics did the same thing. They held on to Bird, Parrish, and McHale. And they went 21 years without a championship because they held on to those guys too long and they weren't ready to part, willing to part with them to get something to rebuild, restock that franchise. You say they're going to ruin the day, and i got to believe you. I'll tell you why. There's a double-edged sword over there, too, because the third pick was another team in New York called the Jets, and they go for Sam Donald, the quarterback of the USC, and you don't think there's going to be some sort of a media war and fans will explode if Donald comes out there and does the magic that he can do, and they say, hey, the Giants could have had this guy. Absolutely, and he's going to be front and center, and again, the Jets have made a lot of mistakes over the years. I grew up in Queens. I used to watch them at Chase Stadium. Uh, but I, I like their aggressiveness. I like what they did. I like that they moved up, and they didn't get the leftovers. They decided, we're going to make the pick. The division is wide open. Dolphins, what are they doing? They need a quarterback. Buffalo, okay, they, they've made some strides, right? And, and they got their quarterback for the future. And the Jets said, we're going to get who we want. And Tom Brady, obviously on the downside at 40 years old. So the Jets have a chance to to rule this, the AFC East, over the next 10 or 12 years. They really do with a franchise quarterback. Well, I'll tell you, there's one guy who kind of disagrees with our thought process. That's the general manager of the Giants, Dave Gettleman. He's got a message for anyone who thinks he made a mistake taking Saquon Barkley at number two. Listen to him. You know what I say about that? I think it's a crock. At the end of the day... A great player is a great player. He is a touchdown maker. He is a threat to take it to the house every time he gets his hands on the ball. You know, like I said, I think a lot of that's nonsense. I think it's, I think it's someone who had this idea and, and uh, got into the analytics of it and did all these running backs and went through the whatever. Jonathan Stewart's in his 10th year, and he's hardly lost anything. I don't believe in it. I don't care who you take. They can all get hurt. Dave Gettleman, I tell you what, defending his pick. You know, Sports Illustrated, Rob, Sports Illustrated called Saquon Barkley, quote, a once-in-a-generation running back. That's that's huge. Once-in-a-generation? They may rule the roost for that statement. I mean, really? Once-in-a-generation? So was Kajana Carter, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, until he went on the seam in Detroit. Unbelievable. that was the end of his career. That was was one of those. Did he play at Penn State? Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. Yeah, Yeah, he did. Amazing. I mean, that, look, that was that was a sad story. That guy. It, it really was. But was. look, I, I will say this: running backs to me, and maybe I'm nuts. I think they're a dime a dozen, and they got a short lifespan anyway. You got to win with a quarterback. That's where you win in this league. And the Giants right now have a 38 year old guy who hasn't done squat in two and a half years. That, right. And I, look, I know the offensive line has not been there. I know his top receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., was out last year. I understand. I get all that. But you gotta have the arm. That's and this and this draft had the arms, right? And it's one of those you don't want to be on the outside looking in that that draft class with these guys who are available. All the all the rave. And when you have a bad season like the Giants have, and you have a chance to replenish your your franchise quarterback after the whole thing with Eli, I just I, I think that loyalty to there's loyalty to a fault and right. the pushback after he, you know, broke that 
consecutive game streak and all that. People of the Giant fans, I think, are living in the past. And when you look at the Eagles and you look, they got two good quarterbacks, right? Eagles have two good quarterbacks. They're not going anywhere. And I think the Giants made a mistake. No doubt about that. We never make mistakes here. And if you think we do, you could get to us on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1, or you could go to Andy Furman FSR, or give us a call, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. By the way, we're broadcasting live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and our lineup is very simple. Bottom of the hour, that's 1130 Eastern. Mark Munch Bishop from 1350 Fox Sports Radio in Cleveland will join us. A lot of things happening in Cleveland on and off the field. We'll get to Mark Bishop at the bottom of the hour, but right now, things are about to go from bad to worse. That's next. Hold your emotions. We'll get to that in just about a minute. 19 past the hour. We call this Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. It takes two to replace one. That's Jason McIntyre from the big lead right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And obviously, we got to talk about NBA. Let's talk about something that's actually been played instead of the draft. Can we talk about the NBA? Because I'm a little upset that my guy, Russell Westbrook, is not going to move on. That bothered me. It really did. I root for some of these guys, believe it or not. I do. No, I get it. I like Westbrook from the standpoint of how hard he plays, and he's a competitor, especially in this league where everybody wants to be buddy-buddy and pile around and be on each other's teams and whatnot. I, I like him from that standpoint. Am I surprised? Sorry, Andy, I'm not surprised that they uh, got dumped because I thought that team struggled all year. I just no doubt. did. No doubt about that. Now, Westbrook took 43 shots last night, scored 46 points, Thunder lose 96-91, but there was a story after that that even though Utah eliminated them, uh, Westbrook was going to the tunnel after the loss, and uh, he slapped at a fan's cell phone, and he's had some interactions with fans, not only that at last night's game, but throughout the season from time to time. You've got to control those emotions. And he said he had a good reason for snapping on the fans in Utah. Listen to him. I don't confront fans. Fans confront me. Here in Utah, man, a lot of uh, disrespectful, vulgar things are said to the players here with these fans. Man, it's truly disrespectful. Talk about your families, uh, your kids. Um, and it's just a disrespect to the game, man. I think it's something that needs to be brought up. I'm tired of just going out and playing and, and letting fans say what the hell they want to say. I'm not with that because if, if I was on the street, they wouldn't just come up to me and say anything crazy because I, 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 don't, I don't play that. So I just think it's disrespectful when they get the chance to do whatever they want to do. It needs to be uh, put to a stop, especially here in Utah. Russell Westbrook, you know, this brings up a very interesting situation right now. When you buy a ticket, does that give you the right to say anything and everything to anybody? I mean, that's the question right there. Because I agree with Russell. You get a guy talking about your mother uh, like two feet away from you, you're not going to take it. Yeah, but you wouldn't the, take it on the street. I get it, Andy, but you, you point and have security remove the guy if he says something offensive. You don't touch anybody, and you just don't do it. That's the profession. You you entered into this profession where fans are a part of the job, right? When you go to work, there's nobody sitting there, Andy, uh, and fans hooting and hollering as you do the radio show, or if you're a school teacher, or if you're a fireman. He, he, he signed up to be a pro athlete, to play in front of fans. You can't have it both ways. You can't ask people to come out and buy your sneakers and, and buy your jersey and all that, and then you don't want to hear from people because they disagree with you or they don't like you or, or they want to uh, ride you a little bit. You can't. I'm not talking about racial stuff, family, kids. That's not what I'm talking about. 
the fans have a right to, to say and do just about anything they want as long as they keep it within their being clean and not uh, racist or, or, or hurtful. I hear what you're saying. I did a little investigation here, you know, very, very slight investigation. But in the video post game, Westbrook told the security guard after he had already snapped at the fan, and it looked like he was mad at the security guard for not doing anything about it when he told him initially. So, look, the guy's in Utah. I don't think a guy's going to push a guy out in Utah. If the game maybe was in Oklahoma City and the guy was on Westbrook, they banned the guy for life. It's a different situation. Utah wins. He's upset. The game is in Salt Lake City. I expect better from fans. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. You pay a ticket. First of all, the guys that are paying courtside seats are paying the most expensive tickets anyway. You expect them to be maybe the best behaved. Maybe I'm way off base on that. Uh, yeah, I, I I just don't think the, the, the word fan comes from the word fanatic. It's because people care, right? You're, you're moved enough to leave your house, get out of the car, I mean, get out of your home, get in a car, spend money, drive somewhere to even care. So I get it. I People care about it. They want their team to win. If they can get under your skin and make you miss a couple of free throws, they feel good about it, right? By getting under your skin. So Look, you got to I- be stronger than that, Andy. You can't let... People get you out of your game, and he shouldn't be listening to that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that people can do or say anything they want, but I'm sorry. You cannot police the fans to where they shouldn't have the right to say anything or they just have to sit there and, and be silent. I, I think that's ridiculous, well, and that'll difference. never happen. There's a difference, Robbie. In my mind, like in Arizona State several years ago, they had the curtain of death, whatever it was. A guy was taking a foul shot. They opened up the curtain, and they had like people making crazy faces. That's creative, and that's kind of funny. And they got those pinwheels that they have underneath the free throw line uh, and behind the foul line. That's okay. But the point of the matter is this. You're sitting there spewing. It may have been racial stuff. I don't know. No, that's different. But, but, I understand. But, but if that's the case, though, if Russell wants to make a real case, then you have to expose what was said so that people you, – do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. He should have said at the post-game news conference, he said, hey, this guy called me such and such. Exactly. This is And and fans and if he would have said fans have a right to, to they buy tickets to come in and, and boo me or yell whatever, I get that. But they don't have a right to be racial or they don't have a right to talk about my child or my, my mom and my family. That I don't, I don't, I don't uh, respect. And, and that I will not tolerate. And the next time somebody does that, I'm going to have security remove that person. Do you, well, do you, look, that's a I different message. This. But if I'm sitting behind the bench, if I'm on the bench, I'm a player, and some guy's all game long saying, you suck, you suck. You know, it's not racial. It's somewhat personal. How much of that can you take? I mean, come on. Right? I, right. But I think that fans have a right to say that. I really do. Well, I'm not bothered by it. There should I, be a code of ethics for fans. That, that you suck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, if you give him the time of day, he's got you. you act like you don't hear him. You got to mm. gotta block that stuff out. Just just act like you don't hear him. You give the guy a satisfaction when you react to it. No, There's no doubt, really. But look, Oklahoma City goes home right now. Now the focus for the Thunder and their fans, the ships to Paul George this summer. And it doesn't sound to me like he plans on staying. Listen to this. You know, I, I would love to remain a Thunder, but, you know, that's what this summer is for. So, you know, we'll address that in the summer. Oh, really? 
You know what? You should have addressed it last night because you had five points and you shot two for 16. And the way the fans feel right now, I mean, this was not the right time, if, PG, if, to announce you may not stay. If, really, this is not the right time. And if I'm the Thunder management or ownership, I'd say, uh, thanks anyway. You know what I mean? Like, as, as if you're doing us a favor after that right. performance. Like, right. Like, really, like, oh, yeah, my God, we're going we're gonna to cry a bucket of tears because you're, uh, you're not sticking around. It was a bad match. It didn't go together. And you know what? I'm not. I. I don't think if I'm the Thunder, I'm gonna lose too much sleep. Paul George. And you know what? Look at this. Look at Oladipo who went there to take over. What? Uh, in the the, the Pacers and what they're doing. And right. look at Paul George. I, I mean, you I'm telling you, I, yeah. I, Paul George is not a number one in my eyes. For I, he would be like a complimentary player, a number two guy. I say, Paul, you know, do me a favor. You could leave and take Carmelo with you. Yeah, can you write? <laughs> and you got to pay the $29 million he's Right. Old. You talk about a team that's got to retool. Oh. You know, t- them and, and San Antonio. There's two teams right there. You got to start almost from square one. Really. They gotta, but you got to respect stop. Russell for staying. Yeah. I, Russell Westbrook could have gone. I'm with you, Andy. And you know what? When you talk about the Spurs, okay, you just got to move on, dude. I get it. You know, uh, Ginobili and Parker, dude, you, you just got you got to move on. Uh, the time has come that they got to get over it and move on from those guys and try to get this thing <sighs> right. Because I don't think that uh, Kawhi Leonard's ever playing another game there. I think he that that's all to. done. Yeah, yeah, I think that's done. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Parker and Ginobili playing for the big three in the three-on-three league. Yeah, there you go. I want to see that, really. I wouldn't mind getting involved in that league. You know, maybe you, me, and someone else, we get a team. Can we get involved? Do you have to be a former player to be in the big three? Uh, I think so. Uh, was there anybody who wasn't a player? I think there's some uh, celebrities so. who are trying to get in there, right? Well, you're a celeb. No, you I'm know, not. You could put, put me on the bench. You I'm, put me I'm on not the on bench, a big deal. I'll sit on the bench and hold a clipboard if they'll pay me. I know you played ball in the park in Queens, and I did in the parks in of Brooklyn. Course. I know you did, really. Oh, yeah, but uh, not at that level, not even close to it. So uh, the big three uh, was successful last year, and they got another year this year. A lot more players wanted to be involved this year. You know, the big three's got to be on at a better time. And I, I don't show me the tape delay. Give it to me live at a better time, and, I, and I'll really go after I, it. Really. I think that they are doing games live this year. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I like the big three. I like the concept. I think the big three's got a better chance to go further than these phony football leagues that are coming around now. I really do. Here we go with that. I, I'm with you. I just don't understand. And they got some NFL people. Isn't the former uh, is Childress, the former uh, Vikings coach? Yeah, and the old coach is coaching he's, Orlando. He's going to coach a team, and who else? The, the right? old coach from South Carolina, Spurrier, right? Yeah, he's old coaching the Orlando coach, right. team. Yeah, we don't even know what cities are going to have teams, though. You think about it. I mean, who's going to have a team? I just, I mean, I think these, the overkill on football is just too much. I don't get it, man. I really less I really is more. Don't. Less, less is, is more. more. Just don't and need and it. the NFL was smart by not expanding to the eighteen games. You know, you're concerned about injuries. You know, only a fool would realize that if you're playing more games, there's more chance of injuries. And the other thing is, it looks like now. Did you see this, the story about the Jacksonville owner trying to buy Wembley Stadium in I London? Know. That's yeah. that. If if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about Jacksonville moving to London and them trying to actually take a team over there. And of all those games last year, all of them were terrible blowouts, right. terrible games. I think it's a big mistake, and I, I don't agree. think it's right for them to take away a team from the United States to Europe. I think it's selfish, money-making. It, it, it's just bad. And you know what? Maybe they made a mistake in Jacksonville, but there's some city in this country that could support a, a 
a pro football team and going to London is a mistake. Well, I tell you what, forget about the city. Let's talk about the fan for a second. You know, you pay for your eight-season ticket, eight tickets, right. and maybe two exhibition games. You're losing a game. And believe me, you're not going to fork out three grand to fly to London to see a game. You just can't do it. No. Nope. You know? So it's a slap in the face to the fan who looks forward to it, right? What is it? Ten-game package usually in the two exhibitions you never go to. So it's eight games at home, and you're going to miss one. And what because, about and in the last yeah. couple of years it's been two, Andy. Like they've they've had two games in London and one game on Mars, anything but Jacksonville. And then what about the workers who who don't work that day and don't make money? Right. You're exactly right. The guys that park the cars, the concession people, you're exactly right. Rob Parker, Andy Furman in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Saturday. And we go live to Cleveland for the reaction on both fronts. That's next, but first to our guy Ilo, Isaac Lowenkron for the latest. Andy, in the NBA playoffs Friday night, the Indiana Pacers blew out the Cleveland Cavaliers by 34 points, meaning on Sunday LeBron James will be playing a first-round Game 7 for the first time in his career. The narrative between now and Sunday, obviously I won't hear any of it, and I hope that my guys will stay away from it as well, but just go out and play. Just go out and play your game, and um, like I say, live with the results. Meanwhile, Friday, the Jazz eliminated the Thunder in Game 6. Utah will open the West Semis Sunday at Houston. Also Friday, the Toronto Raptors eliminated the Wizards with a Game 6 victory at Washington. Baseball Friday night in Anaheim. Rob Parker was in the house as the Yankees took on the Angels. They were tied at 3 in the top of the 10th inning until... Swung on and driven a deep right field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Yes, indeedy. Dede Gregorius makes Yankee fans euphoric. He hits his 10th home run to tie with Mike Trout for the league lead. And the Yankees take a 4-3 lead. Jam master John Sterling the call on WFAN as the Yankees won it by that 4-3 score. Finally, the NFL draft resumes about half an hour from now with the start of round four. The first five picks today will be made by the Panthers, Vikings, Texans, Colts, and the Patriots. It's already been addressed. Thank you. Andy and Rob, back to you. Thank you, Ila. See you. Great job, as always. Mark Munch, Mark Munch Bishop from Fox Sports Radio 1350 in Cleveland will join us momentarily. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one only Jason McIntyre. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier now. Andy, let me say this real quick. You know, when I was a kid growing up, John Sterling, I used to listen to his sports talk radio show on WMCA in New York. 570 AM yes. in New York, yes. yes. Yeah, and after that it was Art Rush Jr. Art Rush Jr., absolutely. I remember. I remember it well. And on WNBC 660 AM, Bill Mazur. The amazing. Oh, man, I love it. You and me, we'll talk about that. But now to the Fox Sports Radio Celebrity Hotline, Mark Munch Bishop with... Rob Parker and Andy Furman, Munch from 1350 Fox Sports Radio in Cleveland. Hello, Munch, how are you? Gentlemen, what a treat. Seriously, and I was just telling producer Rob, having just such a relaxing day, only one cup of coffee. I know you guys will help me with that, right? Oh, no yeah. Doubt, no doubt. Munch, you got to tell us the reaction in the city of Cleveland over the Baker Mayfield pick. Well, number one, Andy, you know, here's the thing, and I'm not going to soft soap this. When it first was announced, I'd say it was 80 90% negative. You know, wow, a six-foot quarterback, this and that, that and this. Bottom line is, it's been tempered a little bit since then. And, of course, uh, when you see the, the videos of the Brown-sponsored party, they put all the supporters right in front like any rally would. But the bottom line is, as people took a step back, 
they started looking at the four quarterbacks. Number one, they could not not take a quarterback at number one. They, they've avoided that for such a long time. And, and you look around, Donald, turnover machine. Plus, I told was told he was unflappable. He got slapped pretty good by the Buckeyes in that ball game. You look at Josh Rosen, he has one more concussion. I wouldn't blame the kid for saying, I'm not playing any longer. And, you know, Josh Allen, I got to have a quarter. I can't have balls thrown at the back of my heels on slants. You know, I got to have a touch. So Baker's it, and he's saying all the right things. There are no plans on him coming in. However, if there is a guy that is going to come in, was he 23? He's played four years of college. It could be him, but there's a reason Tyrod Taylor's there. And, guys, whether it means anything, the, the gentleman did play over 10,000 executive staffs. I know Joe Thomas, and that's what it got to me for about a month now, has been working with Brown's linemen on new techniques blocking. You know what those techniques are? The old lanes of visions for a short quarterback, and they have one with Tyrod Taylor to start. Uh, I, I think it's such a bad pick for the, the organization, just that the, the Browns were in a situation you can't get it wrong. You can't, you, you can't like, uh, have to roll a dice, and I get it. You know, we, we've seen uh, uh, in, in uh, New Orleans with, um, I just forgot, his, uh, the quarterback. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. The, the undersized quarterback, Drew Brees. But, but my point is, Cleveland has been Cleveland because they always seem to make the wrong picks and, and give themselves like, like there's a risk factor of having an undersized quarterback who's had some other issues as well. The people, I think, in Cleveland were right to have an 80%, 90% negative response to this because sometimes it's better just to take the guy in Darnold, who at least you're talking about turnover machine, but he's that quarterback size. He's that guy that could be the guy for the next 12 years where I don't think Mayfield is, is a lock to be that guy. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned Drew Brees because, again, you know what, guys? There's only one. There's only one Drew Brees. If anything, I'm looking Mayfield more as a, a Russell Wilson, a bit more of a, a grinder kind of type. But, no, think about this. And what has Cleveland been known for? This is where quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, go to die. This is where they go to get killed physically and mentally. Uh, John Dorsey, breaking the mold, too. Think about this. You know, went out of his way to get Mahomes, but I was told that he felt Mahomes much more refinement than Josh Allen. And then you have the fourth pick, of course. People want to chub the pass rusher. Uh, I've seen a couple pass rushers come in here and die, too, and Cameron Wimley. Put it this way. When you're 1-31, when your owner, it's uh, debatable as to his ethics and morals, okay? And when you have regimes that have just been heinous. Right now, we finally have football people making the calls. Let's hope these guys are the ones that get it right. He's Mark Mulch Bishop, 1350 Fox Sports Radio in Cleveland with Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. And the problem here with the draft pick, I guess, with Baker Mayfield, he's going to have little time to develop with Tyrod Taylor in town, and the Browns fans want to see this kid Baker play. Do you know what? They certainly do. However, we've been told from day one, actually told the day Tyrod was signed, there is no intent whatsoever for the rookie quarterback to play. I mentioned if anyone could play, it's him. But guys, think about this, too. And again, hey, is he going to go to the Pro Bowl? Well, Pro Bowl, I don't care about it. It's get all pro. Let's say that. Is Drew Stanton, as the backup, has acquitted himself nicely as a backup in the NFL. There's been a few. Mike Tomczak was one. And so Stanton, with the two-year contract, every intention is that if Tyrod would go down, Stanton would step in. you got to remember with Tyrod, too. Good completion percentage. Why? Well, he doesn't throw to the middle of the field because he can't see it. He would rather run than pass, and he does know how to slide. So 
that is the say so. However, guys, think of this: the Browns come out again, zero four, zero for six, zero for seven, two and eight, whatever. What are the fans be clamoring for? A Hugh Jackson will be gone, and then everything is uh, up for grabs. No doubt about it. Uh, I when I heard the pick, I just thought Cleveland being Cleveland. But uh, we'll <laughs> wait and see. Maybe we're wrong. And maybe, but the only thing is, even when you bring up, this is the other part of the Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't the first overall pick. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, he, he might turn out to be something like that, but that's not what you use your first pick on, so we'll wait and see. Uh, how about changing gears to basketball and, and the Cavaliers in Game 7? I mean, what an embarrassing uh, chance with, with a closeout game to just lay an egg in a game like that, and I, I'm not as confident going into Game 7 that that this uh, Cavaliers team is going to win? Number one is that you're right. You talk about laying and you, talk, you know what? You, here's what you're talking about. These guys, every member of their family, and I'm, I'm going to take LeBron out of that equation, all right? But all the rest of the players, every member of their family has been called out. You know what, gosh? I'm from Inner City Cliff. You talk about my mom, i got to fight you. You talk about my sister, i got to fight you. These guys had no fight in them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Oladipo went off. They had kept him you know, under check somewhat since game one. Uh, also, aren't the young guys on the team supposed to bring the energy to stop the fast break? You saw the fast break points last night pushing the ball for Indiana. Yeah, it was. Here's what I'm going to say, guys. And I've never said this before, and I don't like to use absolutes. I'm glad I went to the Indians game last night. DVR'd the Cavs because I'm not even going to bother. You know, I, I fast forwarded in a few minutes just to see that. Not even going to bother to suffer through that. Yeah, it was very, very bad. And in closeout games, LeBron's record has been tantamount to a Mariano Rivera in baseball, you know, something of that nature. And it was just horrific. Game seven. Oh, and guess what? You want to be confident? Andy Robb, Ty Lue told us today they expect to win seven. You know what? Shouldn't you expect to win seven? Why even say something that stupid? Right, that's no that's no badge of honor. Expect to win seven games. Are they ready for a parade downtown? Yeah, you well, know you the know jokers. What? If, if they win the championship, yeah. But do you see that happening? No I'll way. Tell you this much. No way. The series, the series never should have gone seven games. This series never should have gone seven games. Although during the regular season, I believe they were three up both these teams. But he gets no help, and the problem is right now he's going to be so frustrated. I'm talking about LeBron. Right. What are, What are the the odds of him leaving Cleveland, opting out of the contract if they get eliminated tomorrow? Oh, they're very very good. In fact, originally I was told he was going to stay. They've got the Brooklyn mix still. They've got these young guys to move into the mix. But the bottom line is, you know what? He got a championship for us. The team has been to the finals three years in a row. As a fan, what could the fans expect in our teams? I don't care if it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, next soccer. All right? Would they, if you could tell a fan that your team will go to the playoffs every year, that's pretty darn cool. And that's one thing LeBron has guaranteed. Uh, the last time around, vilified. You know, it was like going out with my wife and uh, keeping the curtains open across the street when they were doing whatever they were doing. But uh, this time... I can't blame him if indeed he would leave. Unbelievable, really. Munch, as always, thank you so much. Mark Munch, Bishop, 1350 Fox Sports Radio in Cleveland. Joining us, Rob Parker and Andy Furman of Fox Sports Saturday. Have a wonderful weekend, Munch. Thank you. Gentlemen, you too. Thank you, Andy and Rob. All right. Cleveland! Yeah, there you go. I tell you what, they got some problems in Cleveland. They really do. I, I feel for the sports fans there, Robbie. I really do. But I, I, we'll I agree. We'll, we will see, but uh, I don't know. If, if LeBron gets knocked out, it could be ugly. It would be terrible. It really would. It's about burning his jersey again. 
again, which I never understood why you burn a jersey. You're paying 50, 60 bucks for it. Why would you burn it? But that's what they do in Cleveland. I guess they do it all over anyway. Hey, let us know what you think at Rob Parker FS1, at Andy Furman FSR, or we'll take your calls, even if you're from Cleveland. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And he had to get the last word in, even on draft night. Maybe he's just too smart. We'll get to that in just about a minute. At 11 minutes before the top of the hour, this is Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're for the one and only Jason McIntyre, the big lead on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, we have some callers. we got some tweets. And with your permission, Mr. Parker, let's go to the phones. Let's do it, yes. Chris in Louisiana with Rob Parker and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. First time, man. All right. I'm enjoying it. Listen, and... I heard you take on the LeBron situation. Look, he picked a team. He's directing it, but it's never going to be his fault if he loses this this last game. It's never going to be his fault. He's going to blame it on the other players. He's going to blame it on uh, the coach, on Lou. It's going to be somebody else's fault. It's never going to be his. But we know the truth. He picked them. It's his fault. I agree with you that it's never his fault. It's always going to be about something. When they made these trades, he he embraced it. Oh, yeah, these guys, role players, all that. I, I, I knew back then, Andy, they didn't have enough, and I don't, I don't know what they want, and LeBron is just going to have to live with it. And if he wants to use them and saying, hey, I did all I could do, but they nobody else helped or whatever – I've heard that that uh, that song and dance the whole time he's. He been gets in the no league. help. He plays with garbage. Come on, look who he's playing with. I mean, J.R. Smith. Every once garbage. in a while, he'll throw the ball in the ocean. Kevin Love. What has he done? He's wait soft. a minute. Didn't he get J.R. Smith that deal? Wasn't he the one behind that deal? And he's wrong. And Tristan and Thompson. And, and he was wrong. the one behind that deal as and, well. And you know what? He was wrong for getting rid of David Blatt too, because Blatt may be the next coach of the Knicks. Right. He might be. I mean, and he should be. He's a hell of a coach. But you know what? You're right. Everybody's going to blame LeBron because he's the villain. He's the villain of the NBA. But here's a guy who may be the greatest player ever to play in the NBA, and he still gets a bad rap. It makes me sick. Let's go to Randy in Akron. Randy, you're on with Rob Parker and Andy Furman of Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Rand. Hey, thank you. So enjoy your show. This uh, I'm calling for the first time. You asked for a shout-out from Cleveland. I'm from Akron. I've had the privilege of watching LeBron since he was 15 years old, played basketball from St. Vincent, St. Mary's High School, uh, from when he was drafted by the uh, Cavaliers. There are 30 other cities right now sitting, wishing that they had what we have had here during LeBron's career. Being no, no, not 30, tw- 29. No, only 29. Golden State's probably not wishing. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we not only... Do we have uh, LeBron and what he's given us and be able to watch him play basketball uh, during basketball season, not only regular season, but uh, maybe 30 times uh, during the playoffs for the past several years. We, we in 20 years from now, we're going to sit back and say, we had the opportunity to watch LeBron play basketball and do something that's magic with the basketball. 29 other cities won't be able to say that. We're able to say that here. Plus, we have the tribe that year in and year out put a quality program on the field 
year in and year out, mid-major, but we're able to compete against the big boys that spend a whole You should work for the Chamber of Commerce. I know. What is that? Stop it. The Indians, they choke. Stop it. Randy, you should work for the Chamber of Commerce, really. Weren't the, Indi- weren't the Indians up 3-1 to one over the Cubs? Am I missing something? Did yeah. I did I miss yeah. that? And he's got the Browns, too, though. Stop talking about that. Nobody wants to hear about they put out a product that people would be proud of. Uh, dude, yeah, it's right. about winning a championship. It's all Stop. about wins. It's all about oh. rings and wins. That's yes. what it's all about. Right. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. And you know what? The proof is in the pudding. People don't go to games when teams lose. Yes. It, it wasn't like that when I was a kid. I'll tell you right now. I was so excited going to a game. I don't care who they played, when they played, what the record was. I went to the Mets when they were losing, you know, when they first came about, when they were formed. But here's the deal. Right now, it, money's too tight. It's too expensive. You have to take out a second mortgage to go to a freaking game with parking and tickets. So you want to see a quality product. You want to see a team that wins. I told you I went to the game last night. Guess how much the ducats were last night. 55 bucks. Good, good good guess. We sat in right field, had great seats, could see, see the park. I loved them. 48 bucks. That's not I bad. Close. I was close. Right? 48 bucks. How much bucks? was a Coke? Six bucks for a Coke? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you go once in a while, you can't afford it. That's the problem. Nope. Amazing. It's, uh, you got, it's one of those things, Andy. You go out. You can't go a lot, but a couple times a year, it's nice. I like to right. go. Thank God for TV. That's all I'm saying. Thank God for TV. I can watch there. But his biggest questions just might be off the field. And Rob Parker and Andy Furman tell you why. Where? On Fox Sports Saturday. Coming up next. They won't forgive or forget. That's coming right up. But right now it's time to say on the East Coast at least. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on the big lead right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. This is the Power Hour, a.k.a. the Hour of Power. And there's no one more powerful in the world the sports than my partner and friend, the one and only Rob Parker. Hello, Robbie. It's wonderful. It would be Andy Furman, the legend of Cincinnati, Listen to a me. friend of mine, a guy who uh, I could always count on, man. It's always great to uh, work with you, Andy, every chance we get. And the next time I'm in Cincinnati, you can stay in my house. We're definitely going to break some bread. All right. I can't wait. We'll do that. What would what would possibly draw you to Cincinnati with the way their sports teams are playing right now? You know, think about it. I, I understand that. Uh, I was there for the All Star Game a couple years ago. Right, that was awesome. Right. And you know what? I I mentored a kid in Cincinnati when I was there, Andy. I was only lived there two years, but I was like a part of like a Big Brothers program mm-hmm. in my short time there. And uh, there's a kid there. He's not a kid now. He's a grown man because that was a long time ago. But this kid named Antonio, who was like 14 at the time, he's like a 41-year-old man now. He's 68 now. now. You know what I mean? Crazy. (laughs) But uh, maybe to visit him and his family now. He has a family, and he's got a son who's a really good football player. Maybe I'll come to Cincinnati to watch his kid, which I just can't believe because he was a kid when I met him. Maybe I'll come watch him play. You know, let me embarrass you for a second because I think the world needs to know a little bit more about you, Rob Parker. Number one, you covered baseball for the largest circulation paper in America, 
And the, the NBA as well, the New York Daily News, New York's picture newspaper, by the way. Yes. And from there, you went to Cincinnati, the Inquirer, covered the Reds. People probably thought you were nuts for leaving New York to go to Cincinnati, but you love baseball. Then you went to Detroit, became the first African-American columnist in Detroit at their newspaper. Then you went on radio, and now you're on TV with Fox Sports 1. Plus, the other edition, the asterisk, is also you're a professor now. I mean, you got it all. You really do. You're a renaissance man for sure. I, I wound up coaching, I mean coaching, uh, teaching at USC my first time. I got a class, Andy, sports commentary. It's a class they never have when we were in college in those days. But it, it was, it's, we got the final coming up on uh, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, it wasn't a great experience. Great kids who really wanted to learn. And uh, I hope to continue teaching. I, I really enjoyed it. You've never failed anybody, have you? Nobody's failing. They did great work. They did great work. Nobody. Nobody. Well, what, was is this, what is this? What is the 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 syllabus? The, 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 the syllabus on that really? Well, I I had to write the syllabus. When you teach, you really? have to come up with your own syllabus. And wow. Yeah. So uh, you know, a lot of writing, a lot of writing uh, on deadline and style, and trying to get the guys to understand and, and that they have to have a voice. If you're going to be delivering sports commentary, you need a voice, and that's what I was trying to get them to find their voice and not to write middle-of-the-road columns and columns that don't say something. So that was really my goal, and I think I got through to them. You know, you talk about having a voice. I tell you, I go about the NFL draft the other night. Josh Rosen, boy, did he have a voice. UCLA quarterback was selected 10th by the Arizona Cardinals, and boy, did he use that podium to, like, spout off. He said, the first, he said, there were nine mistakes ahead of me. They kind of changed it yesterday, I believe. He said, now there were three mistakes ahead of me. And I... I I ask you this before we move on. Let's take a listen to the one and only Josh Chosen Rosen. There are nine mistakes made ahead of me. I will make sure over the next decade or so that they, they, will, they will know that they made a mistake. Amazing. Now, I ask you, is that cockiness? Is it confidence? Or does it make a difference? Or if you're a general manager, does that affect you if you take this kid? Well, he's already had one of the most liked guy, and he's a different kind of guy. It just sounds – I mean, you could say I think I'm the best quarterback or, you know, without, like, downing the other nine people who were drafted ahead of you. It just came off as petty. Uh, petty. petty. Yeah, petty yeah. was probably the, the perfect word, uh, Andy. And uh, I don't think that you just need to go that. Just, you know, I don't remember. Did, did Aaron Rodgers make that speech? He Right? He dropped. Did he make the same speech? I don't recall anybody ever making Aaron that Rogers, speech. Aaron Rodgers, there's actually a clip online, What did he guys. say? Did he say 20, 21 mistakes? No, I want to hear No, that. Uh, they asked Aaron Rodgers during the draft. He still hadn't been picked yet after the Niners had taken Alex Smith. Right. They said, how disappointed are you that you didn't go number one? And he says, not as disappointed as they'll be that they passed on me. Okay. And that was in the yeah. – he hadn't been picked yet, and he was already talking like that. Well, he's made them meet their words, he, actually. He, he has. That, that's, that's pretty amazing. And I think the difference – The difference is – the the saying that the other nine guys are the mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Like I think right. Aaron Rodgers is saying, you passed on me and and the team that passed on me, you know what I mean, made a mistake. Yeah, the difference is that Aaron Rodgers was kind of gloating and, and kind of promoting his own self and his skill set where Josh Rosen was dissing the competition. Right. That's, That's what, what I think he was the doing. Different. Yeah. yeah, it's ugly. It really is. Look, they say Rosen at times has been too outspoken. I don't know if he's going to be a good team leader or not. I'm not even talking about his skill set. This kid was critical of President Trump back in 2016 on Instagram. He, he said that, or he wore a hat that said F Trump. 
You I mean, are fake news. I mean, right. I mean, honestly, wouldn't that be a concern? Wouldn't that be a red flag? I, I just don't understand where some players really and truly get a pass on their past discretions. That's what bothers me. Well, we've seen that because we saw that with Allen and the tweets, and we'll get to that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a conversation I want to have because I just I, – I don't know. I think uh, I think he got a pass on it, and people are being diplomatic. But that would that would bother me, being in a, being in a locker room, Andy, in a league that's 70% black. It, it it just to me that's a question. There's a question. It's about a major it. question, and we're talking about Josh Allen right now. He was ranked number one by Mel Kiper, whatever that means, prior to the draft and prior to the draft as well. Some tweets came out, racially insensitive tweets towards Stephen A. Smith back in 2012, 2013, when Allen was in high school. He was selected by the Bills, the seventh pick overall, and he's going to have to answer to the racial slurs and the offensive remarks. And look, I, I understand that because maybe deep root. And look, he got the excuse. I was only in high school. If you have that within your DNA that you have that hate within you I don't know how it goes away see I'm I'm with you Andy I I just I I think you could go to a lot of people's uh Twitter when they were 14 and 15 and they would never use that language they just right. wouldn't I not right. I don't use that I think the 14 and 15 year old or whatever he's 15 is it as an excuse I don't buy it that's what goes on when you get that uh, and you say that that's probably what you talk, how you talk to your friends, and what and goes maybe on you got in it your, from your house, home. right? Maybe inside, your parents talk inside that your way. home, yeah. and exactly. then there's other people that if you said that at, in your home, your dad or your mom would would smack you right in the mouth, right, and tell no you, no doubt, don't ever use that, don't don't use that. So I'm I'm not buying that. It's just uh, easily you know poo pooed because. He was 15. I just don't, I don't, that, that's I don't weak. buy that excuse. That's a weak excuse. I'm with you right there. And look, the captain of the Buffalo Bills, Lorenzo Alexander, was on the radio yesterday up in Buffalo. He said that Allen's going to have to answer to those questions. And he would. He's going to have to answer that. Look, if I'm African-American, look, forget about being an African-American, which I'm not, and I don't walk in those shoes. You know, maybe it's a religious thing. Okay? Right. If someone says something about my religion, you know, I don't know if I want to suit up and go to war with this guy and lock him next to me. Really? If he's anti-Semitic and I'm playing with this guy, I don't know if I want to play with him. I got a problem. 100%. And I think uh, he'll have to win some people over and people will look at him at, from a distance and wonder what's inside, what's in his heart, you know, and stuff like that. So I think that he does have a road to go uh, when you're dealing with other people. It's not that easy. And it'll be interesting. If, if you want to chime in, 877-99 on Fox, just your thoughts. Does it matter? Do you discount it because he was 15 and it's only Twitter? Does it? If you're a player and and, and you're on that team, would you uh, look at a guy sideways or not want to see him succeed? Or or I, I don't know. Or want to be a part of him being successful? You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that goes with it. There's a lot of angles on this too. Let's see. You, you're an outstanding reporter. You're a media guy. If you would have discovered these tweets, which someone obviously did discover them, and they were certainly taken off immediately prior to the draft, would you have released them? What would you have done if you were covering the team and found out that you saw the tweets here from Josh Allen? You release them. It's news. I, I, this whole notion that you wouldn't do it is nonsense. It just—it's a part of the the story. It's a part of you know the due diligence that needs to be done. And if you have that. That's newsworthy. I'm sorry. It just is. And uh, the person who was able to get that stuff and, and get it out there, that's what reporters do. They undig, they uncover, and they dig up stuff.
No doubt. Now, I'm not dismissing the racist tweets, but I am going to say this. You know, there was a kid drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals a year ago out of Oklahoma, Joe Mixon, Bengals rookie last year. He broke a girl's face while in Oklahoma. Uh, and basically, that went away. I mean, when he came to Cincinnati, there was a little bit of a question. And after that, it was like, and look, he's been a, mo- a model citizen since. You know, I- I'm, not, I'm not defending what he did. It was hor- horrific what he did. You know, in a bar, he broke a girl's face. But the point is this, that it went away there. I- I look, maybe dismissing racist tweets, uh, are they in the same league as breaking a girl's face? I don't know how far back you go. I don't know how you hold a guy responsible for what he's done in the past. Because I've always believed this, Rob, talent trumps trouble. If you got the talent, you could have a bag full of trouble. Indeed, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out uh, in the locker room and how he's going to be received by fans. You know what I mean? That's yeah. out there. And, again, you might look through a lot of people's tweets, and most people, I'm telling you, do not have that kind of stuff. They just I don't. It's just, yeah. uh, to, to act as if because you were 15 – uh, you were doing, you were saying and doing the stuff that you said because it was also some sexually stuff, sexually charged stuff about women in there, right? And I think that's what basically hurt his draft pick. I really believe that. That's why he was, you know, moved down. I mean, he was picked prior to the draft as the number one ranked quarterback, and, and look where he fell, you know. And, he, and he's going to Buffalo right now, so maybe that's the punishment anyway to have to play in Buffalo. It might be. <laughs> if you look at it that so, Sorry, but it's true. I mean, where would you rather play? I mean, uh, indoors, maybe in Indianapolis or New Orleans or, or, or in Arizona, or you want to play in the dead of winter in Buffalo and a team that never goes to the playoffs? Good question. I don't think you want to be in Buffalo. No, I don't think so either. And, but, and people do want to chime in on this, so we're going to come back, I think, right, and talk to some well, people. Well, I think this is a, a, tremendous, a tremendous topic to talk about because – the question of the day is how far do you go back? Do you have to look at a guy's resume all the way through? Does Twitter count? Or does he really believe what he says? Is it funny? I don't know. I really don't know. But you can get to us on Twitter and keep the racist remarks off there, please. At Rob Parker, FS1. At Andy Furman, FSR. And phone calls welcome at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I say this, maybe history should only be taught in school and not in the NFL. That's next. How far do you go? We'll have that for you in just about a minute. 19 past the hour, Fox Sports Saturday. Rob Parker, Andy Furman in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on the big lead right here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And, Robbie, we have some uh, some commentary here, a lot of feedback, a lot of callers about the situation here with Josh Allen and his tweets, the so-called racist tweets that were eliminated off his Twitter account, and people want to comment on them. That's great, isn't it? It really is. Absolutely. I mean, 877-99 on Fox if you do want to try to squeeze in. Let's go to L.A. Charles wants to talk to Rob Parker and Andy Furman of Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Charles. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Good morning. I want to say this. I read this kid's tweets online, and I didn't see racism in it. You know, what I saw was a kid who used these tweets. He used that word the same way I personally heard a lot of young black kids use it the same way. I personally heard a lot of Latino kids use it the same way. I personally heard a lot of Asian kids use it. You know, I think this whole situation is more so generational. You know, you have a whole generation of kids between the ages of 13 and, say, 24, 25, you know, the rap generation. You know, kids who grew up 
all they know is rap. You know, you walk in their bedroom, they have posters of Tupac on the wall, posters of Wu-Tang Clan, a little Wayne, a little Goofy. That's how they talk. They, they emulate these rappers. You know, they want to talk like, like them, dress like them, have swag like them. That's part of their vernacular. You know, so when I read this kid's tweet, I didn't see racism. All right, so I think Charles, that it Charles, was a mistake Charles, for him to say it. Charles, hold on. Let me say this to you. If it really wasn't, then those tweets wouldn't have been erased and people wouldn't have been, okay, because you would have just, just exactly what you said, you would have been able to, 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 to justify it saying, this is, this is the kids of, the, of this generation and whatnot. They knew, the people knew that they weren't good for him to have that out there, and everybody's not going to look at it the same way. I think, I, I, so I hear what you're saying, but the reason that they were erased were for a reason. You know, I'll go one step further because I got a tweet here from a Justin Vance saying that he was just quoting rap lyrics. So, and you can't tell me that some of the lyrics in rap songs are racist. So, what? They so, are. which ones about Stephen A. were in a rap song? I, I don't know. What, I didn't what, see. What, I didn't what, see the tweets one, what, about Stephen A. and using the N word. That that was in a rap song. What rap song was that I, in? I didn't see the tweets, but you're right. If they were directed towards Stephen A., then they were racist. That's what they were directed toward. Exactly, Andy. Thank racist. you. That, that's not a rap song lyrics. Stephen A. Smith. Well, I'm with you then. I, I didn't see him, but they did say allegedly they were towards Stephen A. Smith. Steve, he can- called Stephen A. Smith at two o'clock in the morning to apologize. What are you apologizing for if it's if you're reciting a rap lyric? Why would you yeah. apologize? I'm with you right there. And you know what? Though, if he said it, he I'm not saying he meant it, but it's in his, as I said, it's in his DNA, and that's a problem. And if I'm a teammate, that could be a problem, especially at the position that he's going to play. Yeah, be a team leader. McKenzie's in Vegas with Rob Parker and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, boys. Thanks for letting me on your show. I appreciate it. Always enjoy listening to you on Saturday. Thank you. Uh, I have to uh, 100% agree with the previous caller. And I, and I have to take a second to look at what you did. He said, oh, and this is so true, Asians, Hispanics, white people, black people, the young under-18 generation use that word all the time to say what's up. It's, it's traversive. It's offensive, it's funny, it's fun. They like to use that word. And you said, oh, so he was quoting rap lyrics? No, rap is the most prevalent poetry in the history of the world, and it's uh, part of our vernacular, not part of that lyric that we Why did he call Stephen A. Smith, McKenzie, please? He's dumb. He made why, why would he, why, but why he would he, no, why would he call, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm asking you, I'm asking you to answer, why partner. would he, call, why would he call Stephen A. Smith to apologize. Tell me why he did it. Why did you apologize for the comments about Robert Griffin III that weren't even that All bad? Right, there we go. I didn't know. Uh, there we go. That's oh, jeez. You know what, though? You have to separate lyrics in a rap song as to oppose using the same vernacular and those words directed at an individual. There's a difference, right? When you're saying it to someone, as allegedly he did, Josh Allen did on a tweet directed towards Stephen A. Smith, and moreover, he called Stephen A. Smith to apologize, so he said some terms and some words that were not called for and not proper, that's why he apologized, correct? Right. That's why you you apologize. Exactly. He's sorry he did it. And don't give me the excuse of age. He was young. He's a kid. He said it. He should have known better. Paul in San Diego, Rob Parker and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Paul. Yeah. um, All right. So the last two callers are spot on. Um, I'll say this. There's two things. So I had no – I had not heard about anything directed towards Stephen A. Smith. Like, if that's the case, then you can – I mean, that's, that's obviously wrong. Um, but in general, um, all the, the, um, you know, the problem with that everybody has, cause you know, a white guy used the N word, um, 
just what the last guys were saying, it's like that term is like so thrown around so liberally now, and so much of it has to do with like rap culture, and it's so popularized, popularized by ESPN. Um, you know, that term doesn't mean what it meant, you know, so many years ago. So it's like, I do, I do, you know, I disagree. When did it change? Who changed it? What, what are you talking about? Are you about? kidding me? Okay, listen. Uh, wh- when did it change? It, the the word, it's, there's a difference between when it's, you know, that's, when you're like referring to your boy and you say, you know, that's not. Nah, no, it's not. No, no it's not. No, no, I'm not no. buying it. It's a horrific word. It's a disgusting word. It never should be used. No one changed it. Maybe in your mind it's changed. That word, then you use it. You try using the word. Go ahead. You go ahead and use it. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. And these, that's what I'm saying. Like, like for people to try to justify it. And and try to say it, it, it's a, a just of saying it to your boy is okay oh, or whatnot. Geez. I'm not buying it. And again, if if it wasn't, if it was just rap lyrics and it wasn't offensive, why did they erase the tweets, Andy? Right. Why? Our you know why they did? Because, because they, they were wrong. They knew they were, they were wrong. Yes. Of course. Well, our executive producer, Robert Guerra, tells me that uh, according to what he's heard, that Josh Allen did not tweet anything towards Stephen A. Smith. He just called him. According to reports I have, said, look, quote, the former Wyoming quarterback acknowledged the tweets to ESPN Stephen A. Smith late Wednesday night and apologizing, saying he was young and dumb. So he did tweet derogatory remarks towards Stephen A., and he called him and he apologized. Let's go to Vince in South Carolina. Vince, you're on with Rob Parker and Andy. Furman of Fox Sports Radio. Hey guys, enjoy the show. Here's my problem. College athletes mess up all the time and whether it be assault, robbery, kick weed, all I hear is the term this kid messed up, this kid messed up. 19, 20, and 21 year olds. Okay, we're digging up tweets from a ninth grader. My problem is are we going to get to the point where there's a star running back in a draft and there's reports coming out that he stole a notebook in the fourth grade? When does it end? I mean, I, I, don't, okay. I, I don't know when you do due diligence and you look into people when you're about to make them a multimillionaire and a part of your franchise that have to work with other people. You do look into their background. What part don't you get? What do you mean, when will well, it end? Well, it won't end because they're making an investment in you. They want to know what kind of person you are. It's the same thing about the kids that they look at after the fact when they do horrific things at high school and they go, go look at their Facebook. Had you looked at their Facebook or their Twitter, it right. would have given you an insight to where their head was. That's why you look at it. What are you talking about? You're going to invest $20 million in a quarterback down the road, maybe even $30 million. You want to know everything and anything yes. about him, what he wears, what he dresses, who his friends are, what, what his says. teachers think about him, what his coaches think about him. You're going to want everything. And if a guy screws up, and believe me, he screwed up with that tweet. He screwed up. Sorry, he made a mistake. And don't give me youth as, a, as an excuse because he should have known better. His friends didn't do it. He did it. And, and of all the players in the draft, right? Are there any other tweets from any other kids who all are part of the rap uh, uh, generation? Culture, yeah. Where's right. everybody else's tweets? Did I see uh, Sam Darnold's tweets? Show me his tweets when he was 15. He didn't have to erase any. You know why? Because he didn't say it. There's not. If you told me that all 10 quarterbacks, white quarterbacks or whatever, all tweeted this stuff when they were kids and they were 15, then maybe I could buy your argument. Nobody else has them. Nobody. And I'll tell you one other thing. Those tweets scare me. You know, apology is one thing. 
You know, sometimes an apology means I'm sorry I did it. doesn't necessarily mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did it or I'm sorry I got caught. But the point is this. It scares me. If I'm going to be a quarterback in that position, getting in the huddle with a team that may be 85% African-American, that yes, scares me. It scares me. I'm telling you, if you poo-poo that or discount uh, teammates and how they look at you and, and – and how they deal with you, I just think it's that's why you got to be very careful in bringing people in because it might not work. It just might not work. And I'm not saying that Josh Allen's a racist. I didn't I'm say not it saying, either. I agree no, with you. I'm, I'm saying he's stupid. That's more. He's more stupid than anything else. He may never have used that word again. He may never. Use, I'm sure he'll never use it again. And now he realizes it. But to t- throw it away and say, "Well, it was back in the day. He was in high school." No. A lot of high school kids hear rap music and they don't use that they don't use that word. They don't use it. Sorry, it's the way it is. Comments welcome at Rob Parker FS1 at Andy Furman FSR. 877-99 on Fox is our number that translates to 877-996-6369. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's a game that could shape the future of the franchise. That's next, but first let's check in with ILO for the latest. Andy and Rob, the NFL draft has resumed, and with the first pick of the fourth round, the 101st pick overall, the Carolina Panthers selected Indiana tight end Ian Thomas. At 102 overall, the Vikings selected Ohio State defensive end Jalen Holmes. The Houston Texans selected Texas Tech receiver Kiki Cutie. At 104 overall, the Colts drafted NC State running back Naheem Hines. The Cleveland Browns traded up to get the 105th pick from the Patriots and used it to select Florida receiver Antonio Callaway. At 106 overall, the Broncos drafted Iowa linebacker Josie Jewell. At 107, the Jets drafted Miami tight end Christopher Herndon. And then moments ago, with the 108th overall pick, the New York Giants selected Richmond quarterback Kyle Lauletta. In the NBA playoffs tonight, Game 7 from Boston between the Bucks and Celtics, followed by Game 1 of the West Semis as the Warriors host the Pelicans. Finally, one baseball note, Chris Bryant back in the lineup for the Cubs today against Milwaukee, six days after being hit in the helmet by a pitch in a game at Colorado. Ben Zobris back in the lineup for the Cubs as well after being activated from the disabled list. Andy and Rob, back to you. Ilo, thank you so much. You're the man. You really are. did a hell of a job today. This is the best game in sports. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Saturday. And obviously, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And Rob, with all respect to Ilo, Isaac Lowenkron, who's a wonderful anchor. He's tremendous. Uh, after the 32nd pick on the first round, I could care less who's number 108. I really could care less. Your thoughts about that? I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, I, I agree. I, 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 For people who love the draft, man, uh, knock yourself out. I say go for a walk, play catch with your son in the yard. Come on, right. man. you got to have more of a life than watching rounds four through seven and just – of people you don't know, you've never seen, and the regurgitation of people, uh, even radio hosts, you know this, Andy, where people uh, just regurgitate other people's thoughts because they haven't seen any of these guys. Right. I think it's a disservice yeah, to the I'm listener. not going to be a phony. I'm not going to do it. I, have to, I didn't see the kid. I, I can't tell you. And half of the names in the first round, I, didn't, I don't know who they were. Right. Really. I, the court, look, I will say this. The interest of the draft, obviously, is for hope for fans, for their team. And number two, the five quarterbacks. You don't have five quarterbacks in the first round. I don't think anybody gives a damn about the draft. 
I'm with you. I I I don't know. It's made into a bigger event than it is. Um, and I get it. You know, you got uh, 24 hour cable networks that need to fill time. I get it. And there are some people. I don't know what the TV ratings are. Maybe it's 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 obviously worth it. They make money off of it. So I get all of that. I just think it's overdone. No doubt. I tell you what is no overdone, the NBA playoffs. However, you know, in a sense, maybe they are. I'm sorry. Maybe they are. Maybe four out of seven is just too much. I mean, I love the game, but, you know, sometimes less is more. We hit on that on several occasions today. You know, look, you covered the NBA. The first round, two out of three. The first game, it means so much. It means so much. And when I say coming into this segment that – this is the best game in sports. What I mean by that is the seventh game. A seventh game is the greatest, but you have two out of three and three out of five series. It means even more, but we'll never see that again. Nope, because money and they want the as many gates and as many TV broadcasts as they can get. I, I, I remember the old days. I know 19, I started coming to the league in 1987, and it was two out of three in the first round. That's all Which it was. It's and, great. And it was great. It's the same thing with baseball, which I like with the wild card. All right, you got two wild cards. If you're going to expand it, two wild cards. I One game and one wild card gets in. I just like it that way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, just one game, winner takes all, one wild card goes home, and 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 one one gets to advance, and then you start doing it. And then even in baseball, they do the five out, the, the three out of five in the first round. That That's where it should be. Right. Not four out of seven every round. I think it's greedy – and it waters down and takes away from what could be really great. No doubt about it. But tomorrow it's going to be great in Cleveland. Game 7. So many storylines on this game. Paces were blowing out the Cavaliers last night. 121-87. LeBron James scored like 22. Victor Oladipo. I mean, where did he come from? I remember when he played for Orlando. I remember when he played for Indiana. He was not, I never expected this guy to be a superstar in the NBA. And I'm going to use that qualification here. I call him a superstar. And believe me, the Cavaliers would trade him for Kevin Love in a heartbeat right now. He, he had a breakout year. And uh, I know a lot of people, if you remember, people ripped the Pacers when they made the deal uh, to report. The Paul George, right? They ripped right. them uh, that they should have gotten more and they got duped and all this. And look who has a chance to knock off LeBron James in the first round. And it's Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers without Paul George. It's an incredible story. He's had an incredible breakout year. And and if they are able to pull this off, I, I, picked, I picked the uh, Cavaliers to get to the finals, I said it would be a struggle. They were twelve and one going into the finals last year. I said they would be twelve and five or twelve and six because they're going to lose games, and already they've lost three games. Remember, twelve right. and one a year ago, they've already lost three games in the first round. And I don't know. I I don't feel as confident that they're going to win Game Seven, even if it's in Cleveland. I, I'm with you right there. Only I, because I, uh, this Game Six. Andy, a closeout game that they laid such an egg, even on the road, is embarrassing. I'm with you. And i tell you something else. History is the only place where it doesn't mean a damn thing in sports. You could throw – it's great fodder. It's great for game notes, and people talk about it because history does not bode well for the Pacers. Why do I say that? James LeBron is 12-0 all-time in first-round series, and home teams have a major advantage in Game 7. But it doesn't mean squat. It doesn't. History means nothing when it comes to sports. And the way the Cavaliers played, defensively, they stunk all year long, and they were terrible last night. They were down like by 25 going into the fourth quarter. And they're not getting any help whatsoever from Kevin Love. He cries about his wrist every Every other game, he's hurting his wrist. I don't know what he's doing with his wrist, but he can't move it. Uh, he's, he's not going under the boards. This guy should get double-doubles every game. 
every game he should give you 12 and 12. He really should, and he's not. No doubt about it. And in the other part, too, you look at those trades that they made. Everybody ranted and raved about them, and I just looked at them. This time of the year is for stars, not for role players. And I'm not saying you don't need role players because you do, but they're, they're, to look at those guys and think they're going to add or, or replace the stuff that was taken away when uh, Kyrie was traded away, I think people are crazy. And 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 they ditched Isaiah Thomas quickly, right? They didn't like him. And look at what they did. And now look where they are with the uh, Clarksons and um, Hoods. Hood and Hill. Green. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nance. I, I mean, they're just – they're okay players who have never really been in this – Especially Nance and Clarkson, who had never been in the well, playoffs. Well, you know what? You know about I talk about Tristan Thompson. This guy might be the biggest disappointment in, in the history of the NBA. Because last year, he was giving you double-digit rebounds. This guy doesn't even start anymore. He came off the bench last night. He got three points and what, four rebounds. I mean, he's a big disappointment. I got a theory on that. And you're going to think I'm nuts. But I think it works. Anytime an athlete gets involved with a Kardashian, they go down the crapper. Believe me. And he's involved with a Kardashian. I'm telling you right now, it's not working. Thank you. Flush it again. And if it's in Cleveland, if it's Brown, flush it down. But I'll, <laughs> but I'll tell you, Tristan, what happened to Tristan Thompson? What happened to this guy? LeBron, it was his protege. They had the same agent. He brought him over. He nurtured this guy. Guy was one hell of an offensive rebounder. He really was. He's nothing now. He's a shell of himself. They need a uh, APB out on him because he's no show. And I just, I, th- this could be ugly. I mean, it really could. If things don't start off well, it could be ugly from the start. and It could be, and it would be some night if LeBron gets knocked out. And I already know, we already know the narrative. It'll be about everybody else, and he got no help and all this, and I get it. But uh, to think that uh, LeBron James couldn't get out of the first round would be something, and it would be hard, hard-pressed uh, to hear all of the uh, LeBron supporters uh, after this. It's a big game. I will tell you this much. We got some help here by Robert Guerra, our executive producer. And I mentioned that Tristan Thompson, the uh, involvement with the Kardashian. Look at this list. Rashad McCants, Lamar Odom, Miles Austin, Reggie Bush, Chris Humphreys. All these guys went down the cropper when they got involved with the Kardashians. Now, I don't know what it is. It's a hex. Call me crazy. Maybe, maybe it's, a, it's a hex. I don't know what it is. It, it's a mysterious situation. You get involved with those women, and you're an athlete, you might as well toss your career out the window. Is it, is it because instead of spending time on a practice field, you have to go to the pharmacy? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't know what it is. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying good, bitter, and different, but there, there's a trend. There's a trend here, and I don't know why anybody has a written about that. Think about it. Why can't someone in Cleveland? Are you not? Are you that dumb? Are you that dull? Are you that thick? Look at Tristan Thompson. What has changed in a year? Well, he's got a child now with one of the Kardashians. That's what's changed. I you can't say you couldn't say it any better. I, I just I don't get what happened. And it's sad. He's a shell of the player he was. And they need uh, more from him. And it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be a bad, it's got a bad feeling it's about ugly. it. It's got a, it's ba- I got a bad feeling It's got a stench. It. It's got a stench to it. You look at that box score last night without looking at the final. Without a look at the final score, you could tell by the box score that they lost. Why do I say that? I look at the starting lineup. One guy in double figures, LeBron at 22. J.R. Smith had nine. Then I go down to the bench in the reserves. I got Hood with 12 and Green with 13. You're not going to win like that. You're not going to win. There's no way on God's green earth you're going to win like that. 
It just doesn't happen that way. Then you move down to what? The, the Pacers, look what they did in their box guard. They just had that balance scoring, and they win. I mean, they got one, two, three, four. What, four guys in double figures off the bench? They had two guys in double figures. That's how you win ball games. That's how it is. Tyrone Lue will be gone. They lose tomorrow. Tyrone Lue will be packing his bags on Monday morning. You're fired. Thank you very much. There we go. Rob Parker, Andy Furman together as one right here on Fox Sports Saturday, replacing the unreplaceable Jason McIntyre on the big lead. Fox Sports Radio, of course, get to us at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, or at RobFS1. That's Rob Parker, FS1, at Andy Furman, FSR. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and these are our takeaways from the NFL Draft. See if you agree. That's next. Wrap it up in a bow. We will in just about a minute, about 13 minutes before the top of the hour. Fox Sports Saturday. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for the one and only Jason McIntyre on the big lead. And by the way, following us on many of the same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, also on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on your iHeartRadio app, Steve Hartman and Brady Papinga will follow us right here at the top of the hour, which would be 1 o'clock Eastern. And I got some great news, Rob. I really do. What's there's that? A quick, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. There's great news for you, me, and everybody else. And before we say goodbye for the day, may I say how quickly this went, because I enjoyed it immensely, and as I always say when I'm with you, I love being with you, because you truly are a sportsman. You really are. I love working with you. Well, I appreciate it. You know, every chance we get, it's always great whenever they say, hey, you want to work with Andy Furman? I'm like, count me in. I'll be there. And uh, we go way back. Uh, we don't have to agree on everything, but I think we both look at sports the same way. I, I, I do. do. I really yeah. do. And there's like, uh, even when we just talked about the uh, Josh Allen thing, it's, it's, I, I think people are too quick to always make excuses for people. I agree. And, and, and my point, the only point I hope people take away from it is, Nobody else in the NFL draft had quotes come that were like this. Nobody yeah, else. No one else said it. Nobody else. Don't tell me it's a cultural thing, and that's what that that's what the kids do nowadays, Andy. It's such a cop out. Nobody else. Couldn't agree more. I really did. Uh, you know, you mentioned the draft. You know, let, let's look at what we learned. If we did learn anything at all from the draft, and I'll tell you what I learned, and see if you agree. People love events. They may love events more than actual games. And I'll tell you what I mean by events. The Kentucky Derby is an event. They got 150,000 people at the Kentucky Derby next Saturday at Churchill Downs in Louisville. During the week, they get maybe 3,000 people. It's an event. People love events. But the opening day in baseball is an event. The rest of the games, the rest of the, you know, uh, 164 games, 163 games. 162. Whatever the heck it is. Uh, like Tampa Bay played the White Sox. They had 794 people there. <laughs> you know, they did. I mean, that's the way it is. It's too many. So people love events. That's what they do. No, there's no doubt about it. The events, people want something to do in life. They want to go out. They want to be seen. They want to enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You work all week. I get it. People want to have a good time and, and have an event to go to. A lot of things are events. It's the same thing like the NFL. Yeah. I'm telling you, a lot of it has to do with, let me see, here are your options, Andy, on a Sunday. I go to church with the family and do a honeydew list, or I go to the ball game with my buddies that I have season tickets and I can make an excuse 
uh, eight games a year, right, to go and be with my buddies, have beer and chicken wings. Which one would you pick? There's no doubt in my mind. You know what? Hitting on that, we'll say, yes, the NFL is alive and well by looking at the draft. But more than that, the NFL is, in fact, an event. You wait six days for that seventh day. It's an event. And they're going to kill the goose that laid the golden egg by giving too many games, perhaps, with the Thursdays, you know, with the Saturday during the December months when college football is down, Sunday, Sunday night, uh, London, Sunday morning, and Monday night. You know, leave it the way it is. They're events, and people love events. People love events. There's no doubt uh, it's, what we, it's what we thrive on, and that's why these things have turned in some of these sports even the Super Bowl has turned into how many Super Bowl parties have you been to where most people don't know who the players are, what's going on, but it's the event of it, right? It's right. a yeah, uh, all these people are hanging out. There's good food. There's free beer. I, I, who doesn't want to be involved in that? Right. I'm there. I'm there. Call me. Really. Yeah. And people and fans love quarterbacks. I say it. I'll say it before. I say it again. Without those five quarterbacks in round one, this draft isn't as exciting. And I'll tell you why I mentioned that. Nobody knew the New England Patriots pick at number 23 tackle Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. No one knew who the hell he was. I, I watched. Uh, I listened on radio. I watched it on TV. Some guys called him a guard. Some guys called him a tackle. I don't know where he's going to play, but they were shocked. They kept on saying that uh, New England and, and Belichick's going to draft the quarterback. No, he picks Isaiah Wynn from Georgia, who's a pretty good player, but no one heard of him. Which is incredible, isn't it? Considering yeah. supposedly they watch the tape on everybody and they're supposed to know. And then I find out today that of all the three big draft experts, they only got uh, one guy picked two guys right in the entire first round. Another guy only picked three guys right. <laughs> and the other guy picked four guys right. That's pathetic. That's when it. When you think about it, it's pathetic because we, as fans, look to them for the so-called expertise, and they know nothing. They know nothing more than you and I. Right. Really. Anybody could get two picks right. Come on, man. Really? Especially with the five quarterbacks that you know those five are going to be drafted in the first round. Right. You knew it. So, so that's the only thing that's amazing is that they didn't get more right, and uh, that five that five that study about a five year period would be awesome. I know. That's what needs to be done. But I will tell you this much. The so-called experts may not have gotten it right, but really, at the end of the day, it means nothing. The Cleveland Browns and John Dorsey, the general manager, he may not have gotten it right, and that's going to count. That one counts. That's the one where people will look back and say, did they do it again? And, uh, you know, undersized quarterback. It's just leaving too many things that too many things have to go right. And just remember this when you make that Drew Brees comparison. Drew Brees was not the number one overall pick. That, right. That's the difference. You're exactly right. Either it was Tom Brady. Right, who was a six-round right. pick. Right. You know, it's scary, but people, I think, would rather watch the draft over a baseball game. That, to me, is scary. Not me. I was at the ball game last night, you and are. you know where I'm going tonight? Going back to Anaheim tonight. Good you for know, you. You know I am. A 6 p.m. start on the West Coast. You love it. You deserve it. My man, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. It was a pleasure working with you. Papinga and Hartman next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.